You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. They cut the power. How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. I watched it too with trackers. It's an eight-foot creature of some kind with acid for blood, and it arrived on your spaceship. It kills on sight and is generally unpleasant. It's a queen. How did you know that? She'll breed. You'll die. Well, I can't believe it. Lambert. Lambert, yeah. I, I was thinking, oh God, it's a major character. And we've done some major characters already. To be well, fair, it, everyone in Alien is a major character. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and we love them dearly. But yes. uh, Our first Alien female character. Yes, yep. Yep, you got that. Lambert, good old Lambert. Um, so, as usual with this show, um, we start off with a first name. Are you aware of what Lambert's I, first name is? I saw it today. I wasn't aware. I saw it on uh, Alien Wikipedia, and I, I thought, no, no. It's Joan, isn't it? Yeah, and middle name, did you Oh, I didn't see a middle name? name. No, what's the middle name? It's Marie. Joan, Joan Marie, Marie Lambert. Lambert. I don't know. See, she Joan doesn't. Like Joan. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like Joan to me. Marie Lambert, I could see that. Mary mm. Lambert, Anne yeah. Lambert, but Joan. Mm. No. I, what What do you think of when you hear the name Joan? Joan Joan Collins. Yeah, so I, I think of um, Joan like, Sims. Joan Sims. Yeah, that sort of era. You know, nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies housewife. Yeah. You know, uh, a scarf over the head. That's Joan to me. Yeah, not 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 very science fiction, no. is it? I can't I can't imagine a Joan going mano a mano with a, an alien. No. Well, no. it might be an interesting show, I suppose. Yeah. And Lambert, um, I do this yes. occasionally. I'll look up the surname, find the origin yep. of the surname. It's uh, it's, it's the low German form of the anthroponymic name Landbert from the old high German land meaning homeland and oh. bert meaning bright bright homeland basically bright homeland yes oh. and Lambert. yeah um I well, it's funny of, you should um, say it because yeah. of christoph yes, yes it is exactly, one of yeah. yeah it is one of the most common french surnames oh right mm. i think of um because when i grew up and my parents smoked like chimneys i think of lambert and butler Oh yes, yeah. Yes. And I thought I thought we could have done a, a, a double episode where we compare Lambert with Stan Butler from on the buses, which would stack up against the Alien better. Because both of them appear in a film with a co-star that's got a massive set of choppers that keep coming out towards the screen. Yes, you know. <laughs> this is totally for uh, the UK listeners yes. right right now. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Stan Butler, yes, yeah. Put him in that and t- take take Joan out, put Stan Butler in. Yeah. It's a different film. If it's a took, slightly different film, yeah. What about if you took Joan out and put Gerald Butler in? Yeah, that would be a different film as well, yeah. Mm. Actually, that, I could see if, if they ever do horrendously remake Alien, I could see someone like Gerard Butler being involved in this. Mm. 
you you know it you yeah. just know it all right um and yeah because of james cameron we have backstories oh, yes. for uh, for lambert and according to this she was born on 7th of november 2093 right. in ontario um she's five foot four That's canada ontario. yes it yeah. is yeah um uh, she grew up in arkansas she studied astro navigation at the florida aeronautics institute graduating with a CBS2 rating in FTL navigation. FTL, fast and light. Yes. Yay. Now, now, it also says, we've got some more bump on her, her yep. IQ is 4.6. Hang on, what? 4.6 IQ? Yeah. Yep. I think I, the rate, most I th- people are 150. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the rating system's changed, changed at least in yeah. James Cameron's world. Uh, IQ 4.6, the GMA pers personality 4.2 right and that apparently is quite low because it indicates that they're too low for a large crew I guess this is James explaining why she's on a ship with a small crew and it also says that she's been routinely assigned small crew Cairo sleep mode duties what? yeah small crew Cairo sleep mode duties so So she cleans out the pods Maybe she cleans out the pods. I mean, maybe they wake her up halfway through the flight well, and uh, to do stuff. Yeah, because originally, um, and it's still in the novelization, isn't it, that when they were in the sleep pods, they were going to be um, submerged in gunk. Well, I, I, yeah. I have the page open and ready oh, to read that for when we reach that point. Yeah, so perhaps perhaps originally that was her job, cleaning S- the gunk. Sloshing just, out the gunk. Yeah, I worry about the cat. If they have to sleep in gunk, who's putting that cat in gunk? That's not a happy cat is it i don't think well he would be quite wet at, at the breakfast yeah. table wouldn't he, he would if, yeah if he was in one of those and it had the stuff um and it also says sl- slight hyperactivity and nervousness diagnosed and loxiclav m oral ingestion has been uh something i can't read my writing has been mean? something as self-administered administered treatment um, oh, it's been successful as self-administered oh, right. treatment. So she oh, suffers four. from hyperactivity oh, and okay. nervousness, and she takes this drug, Loxiclav M, orally, okay. uh, which um, has been, uh, you know, her treatment. All right? So that's that, and then we get onto this thing, which a lot of people have latched onto over the last couple of years. Under gender, it says... Oh, right, yeah female then in brackets unnatural right then it's a bit judgment yeah well it goes on to say subject is despin convert at birth male to female so far no indication of suppressed trauma related to gender alteration so that means that our joan marie was born male and at some point was change to female well te- technically I might get this wrong way around but technically we were all born female and at the last the last thing that the, you know, the body does when it's forming is to inject it so it becomes male or female doesn't mm. it that, or, or it's the other way around we were all born male and it's injected become female um, and I yeah so I suppose you could do that it's weird that that is um because I remember this was a bit when Aliens came out. Because uh, this is on the screen, isn't it? This is it James is. Cameron yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember this when this came conference. out, there was a big 
sort of furore about this. Um, but now it's like, eh, so she was trans, what? Yeah. It's, A lot of people were saying this is yeah. the first on-screen transgender yeah. character. Um, but I, I, I'm interested in this this bit. Subject is Despin Convert at birth, male yeah. to female. Well, I, I so think, I think she James, was switched at birth. Yeah, I think James Cameron was more, rather than going down the, the trans route, I think he's probably suggesting that this far into the future you can choose the sex of your baby. Oh, Again, and, like, so and yeah, as it pops just, out. Just hor- yeah, well, well, I think it's in the womb you just change the hormones and male or female, isn't it? I mean, no. that is, okay. that, that's something I think that is possible now. But obviously, ethically, it's uh, it's a bit dodgy. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I suppose it, it, it is interesting that. I quite like... Well, I suppose this... I was going to say, I quite like the fact that it doesn't affect the character. But, of course, it wouldn't, because it's retro done after the film was yes. was made. Um, it's a weird thing to... It's, I don't know what... I'd love to know. I'd love to spend five minutes talking to James Cameron before he shouted to me to get out to find out what <laughs> uh, what was his thinking there. Hmm. Is he is he saying that he th- he thinks uh, he thinks the actress is a little bit manly, or I don't know what's going on there. Hmm. Or is it know. just is it just again that all this stuff was just text on a screen that wasn't meant to be paused? In well, perfect clarity. It's, it's not just that. I mean, the reason I, I I read all that is it's an extra on the anthology DVD. If um, it, yep. it's got them all on there, yes, you can yeah. you, you can call them up. So it's not like the studio is trying to suppress any no. a, any of James's uh, uh, witterings. I still go off the uh, if it ain't an alien, it don't. It's not real. <laughs> yeah, and. Veronica Cartwright has yeah. never, ever, ever mentioned in any interview. Well, yeah, when I went for the red reading, it yeah. was pointed out to me that uh, I was born male. You know, that never, ever came out, did it? No. Yeah. I mean, it might have, but I kind of doubt it. I think, no. Yeah. I think, I think it would have been mentioned before James Cameron did his bit. Mm. They certainly don't mention it in the uh, A.D. Foster novelization. Nope. Nope. Yeah, right. Okay, let's uh, let's crack on and 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 get started with yes. Joan, then, shall we? So, uh, yeah, Veronica Cartwright, of course, um, yes. and therefore you watch those opening credits. She gets third billing after Tom Skerritt and Sigourney Weaver, because she was quite established. Yeah, yeah, she, 79, she was, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. You know, came from a, an acting family. Um, well, we know her sister, we don't do we? Know her sister, yep. Yeah, um, yeah she she was. Um, it's it's weird now to think that the big stars were people like Tom Skerritt, mm. wasn't it? Because we're we're now used to the fact that Sigourney Weaver is massive. Yeah, it, but yeah, I because I, I I think I'm right. I mean, you're you're knowing behind the scenes. Didn't she go for Ripley's part? She did thought, go for Ripley's. Yeah, there was something yeah. to do with that, wasn't there? So I, I could see that. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, you know, third billing. I think that's fine. Yep. Yep. And the first time we see her, that's when the camera's giving us this POV down the corridor, which ends at the hypersleep chamber door. Um, Did you know that uh, when that camera's going down the corridor, uh, it was Dan O'Bannon's idea to have corners to these corridors? Uh, He says that they were all dead straight. And he said, no, you've got to have blind corners. You've got to do that, you know, for suspense, you know. Yeah, nothing can jump out on you on a massive long corridor camera. Yeah, yeah. You you want you want uh, yeah you want bits you can't see into. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, and you can just about see her asleep. Yes. Uh, she, she's, she's in the pod next to Ash. Uh, you never really see it, but uh, yeah, her and Sigourney, they've got surgical tape across yeah. their nipples, haven't they? I, n- I never really understood that. Um, do, do you think that was done from a, uh, a studio point of view? Which seems weird. It was an 18 film. I don't know why. Because uh, I know it, it wasn't. Because it certainly wasn't Sigourney Weaver asking for it, was it? Because she was. She wanted to do the final scene. No. Um, Veronica Cartwright says that it yeah. was. If they didn't do that, which seems odd, because you never really yeah. see them. No, you never you really see, see so, either of the two women. No. But she said, if we didn't do that, we would have lost sales in about five countries. Ah, right. That. Yeah. Okay. Because it's weird. I never understand this this thing that male nipples are fine. They're not to me. Nipples. They are no, not to I mean, me. Because so, can yeah, I just I mean, say, right? Yeah. Spring spring has sprung, and yes. I, I I always resent going to the local shops and blokes are walking around Put your shirt topless. On. I don't want to see some yeah. chavy nipples when I go out for a pint of milk. Yeah, you know. I mean, to be to be fair, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure we're both connoisseurs of the uh, the female form. Um, but when I'm when I'm shopping, I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to see any skin, really. I don't want uh, to see people. <laughs> there's, a, yeah. there's a reason why I go to the supermarket yeah. at seven o'clock on a Saturday morning. You know? Exactly. Yeah, we 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 go to Aldi at like eleven at night because the only people there are uh, other sort of people that don't want to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing because you ain't like you say you don't really see it in the in the film you see it there's quite a few publicity photos of it and that and it's just such a weird thing also surgical tape on the nipples that's got a hurt coming off isn't it mm. yes yeah. that's a yeah, that's a band name isn't it <laughs> <laughs> alright on the audio commentary when we were at this scene yes. Ridley Scott says that they've been asleep for two years oh, ok, okay. Oh, I did wonder how long because so, a while back we, we wondered about because they say it's 10 weeks left to go and they, they treat it as if that's a massive long time but if you've been asleep yeah. for two years, two years I guess it would be um, I still don't buy buy you know Ripley being a mother you know if they've been gone no. for two years we've mentioned this before what a bad mother leaving yeah, a child for uh, two years just, just going off to work dear I'll see you in a decade yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be back for your birthday yeah, in two I, years time yeah I don't um I don't think this would particularly suit a family person, would it? I think this is definitely going to be a career move for sad single people. Yeah, Kane, happy Kane would have snapped yeah. it up. He was eager, wasn't exactly, he? Exactly, yeah. Out to prove things. But but, uh, but I don't, yeah. It, it, it would be really weird to, that, to spend any sort of time in hypersleep, especially years, if you've got a family. Mm. What do I don't know? Perhaps some parents would enjoy it, you know. You go you go to work and your kids are toddler and you come home and they're sixteen and you go, Hey, I've missed all the difficult years. Yeah, you time that bit just right, yeah. it might work in your favour. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um Alan Dean Foster then, in the novelization, yes. um each character in the first film, uh Alan gives us a uh, an insight into who they are through their yes. dreams. Yeah, a little snapshot into their psyche. Yes, it? and Lambert gets a paragraph and yep. her paragraph says Lambert was more the inspiration of dreamers than dreamer herself. In hypersleep, her restless musings were filled with inter-system plottings and load factors cancelled out by fuel considerations. 
Occasionally imagination entered into such dream structures, but never in a fashion fit to stir the blood of others. That's it. Yeah. So she so, dreams about navigating, basically. Yeah. yeah. She she dreams of work. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, right, and the other bit I'll read from Alan Dean Foster is what you were saying about uh, when they wake up. Yeah. It says, seeing Sean of their dreams, the seven members of the Nostromo's crew were even less impressive than they'd been in hypersleep. For one thing, they were dripping wet from the preservative chirosleep fluid that had filled and surrounded their bodies. However, analeptic slime of any sort is not becoming. Okay. Yeah. I go along with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the first time we see her proper is at yep. the breakfast table, yes. and she's drying her hair. I've always assumed it that, that she had a shower before having breakfast, I, but yeah, it could, think... could be she's got some of this gunk in her hair. Well, I imagine that... I mean, assuming that, you know, they were going to film it with gunk, it might be a leftover from that, that they, you know, you would shower the gunk off. But I would think, if you've just spent two years laid down you're going to be a bit sweaty and horrible aren't you so yeah. yeah you probably would want a shower and I think James Cameron has read Alan Dean Foster because yeah. she complains she's cold right at the at the breakfast yeah. table Hudson when we first see him yes. when he wakes up yeah. he complains he's cold but in Alan Dean Foster's novel Lambert complains she's cold while massaging her feet and grumbling about can't mother turn the heating on before we wake up. And Hudson, when he wakes up, complains he's cold and his feet are cold. And I'm yeah. just wondering if, you know, James Cameron got the idea of that for Hudson Possibly, yeah. from the book about Lambert. I imagine he probably would have read the, the novelisation just to see Hmm, yeah. To, to have a bit of background knowledge. Yep. So we have the banter with Parker and the bonus situation yeah. and all like this. She's not really doing anything in that. And when Dallas is talking to Mother, she's up on the flight deck, uh, sat alongside side Kane, plugging themselves in. Yeah, and yeah, lovely, and lovely little scene. I like. Yes, yeah, and uh, immediately as soon as her screen comes alight, she knows that Earth's yeah. not there. And um, you know, Kane said, uh, "You should know." And yeah. uh, she does a scan. Uh, muttering away, you know. I like, she's, yeah, I love that it's not our system. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and I I love the fact that she's muttering. I can't believe this. Yeah. Um, we've got her character without oh, hardly any what, lines. Is, we yeah, already this, know exactly. Remember. This is this is um, this is what's so good about Alien is, yeah. You, you you don't need massive exposition. You don't need anything. Yeah, in a couple of couple of lines and some great acting, you you know this character. Mm, yeah. yeah, I mean, we we all like to think that. We're Ripley, don't we? Or we're Hudson, or but we would all be Lambert, to be fair. Lambert is us. Yeah. Later on, the way she oh, starts falling apart and yeah. going to pieces, that would be us in that situation. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so she's busy working out with her equipment, and um, she figures out that they're just short of Zeta Two reticuli. Yes. They haven't even reached is, is the outer place? rim. I haven't looked up a Zeta two reticuli, no. um, but yeah, they're not even at the outer rim. Yeah, of the galaxy, they're uh, they're in the boondocks. They are, they are way out. Yeah, and again, we know her character when Ripley says, yeah. "That's not our system." Yeah. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> he says it's all, great. It's, all and, and, and again, it gives us everything we need to know about her relationship with Ripley. Yep, they're not buddies. They are most <laughs> yeah. definitely not. Um, 
next we see her when um, Dallas is talking about the transmission. Yep. Um, she asks, what kind of transmission can it be? Um, and then we have the deleted scene, the first of our deleted scenes yes, today, yeah. um, when she has to play the transmission to everyone. We all hear that, Lambert. Ascension, 6 minutes, 20 seconds. Declination, 39 degrees, 2 seconds. Okay, put that on the screen for me. Right, well, that's it. It's a planetoid. 1,200 kilometers. It's tiny. Mini rotation. About two hours. What about gravity? Which I, mean, I much prefer the original version of that than the one they they sort of redid for the director's cut. Yeah. Uh, the, the sound of the transmission. I I would rather rather not um, have heard it at all. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably why they cut it. Because because our our thoughts on it are much more alien than they could ever do. I did see a very interesting. Um, fan edit the other day of, of this scene where they'd you you know the um on the original alien trailer with that that weird noise uh when ripley's running down the corridor yes. that, yeah yeah that that, that is spooky that is a yeah. scary and noise and they use that as the transmission i thought okay that's I, that's all right i, I quite like that mm. but the one they use in a director's cut is very weak Especially at the end of it, when they go, "My God, what was that?" And it's like, "What? It didn't sound anything." No, it's like the bloody Obi Wan Kenobi doing the crate yeah. dragon oh, thing. Yeah. With the way they keep fiddling with that, and each time it's worse than the yeah, last one. Yeah, they just they're, they're they're buggering it up, aren't they? It always reminds me of the um, the scene in Father Ted where he's trying to hammer the the dent out of his car, and he don't he won't leave it, and it cuts back, and it's completely ruined. <laughs> yes, yeah. And I always think that. Yeah, the Star Wars edits, that's that. Just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we move on, I've just looked into it. The Zeta 2 Reticuli oh, is, is, is real. Oh, excellent. It, it's a binary star system. You have two oh. stars, Zeta 1 and Zeta 2 Reticuli. It is, it is a real thing. It's in oh, the good. southern constellation of Reticulum. Um, from the southern hemisphere, the pair can be seen with the naked eye as a double star in very dark skies. Okay. Wow. Um, it's located at a distance of about 39.3 light years away from Earth. So, so presumably, if it's a two-year trip to get there or to get back from there to Earth, they're going much faster than just the speed of light. Aren't they? Well, FTL navigation. You know, yeah. it, it's more um, confirmation that uh, yeah. yeah, the Nostromo is in hyperspace, basically. Yeah. Okay, uh, she's given the job of honing in on this transmission, yep. um, and she lets them know that the source is a planetoid. Yeah, um, tiny, tiny little place. Isn't yeah, it? I think, twelve hundred yeah. kilometers in diameter. Yeah, it's got a rotation of two hours, 
and 0.86 of uh, Earth gravity. Yeah, because I think we, because of aliens, we tend to think of um, this planet, which I don't. In the first one, it's not LV two four six, is it? That's purely mm. in the second one. Um, but this planetoid, we tend to think of as quite big, but it's actually it's just yeah. I think as Lambert, <coughs> someone said, <coughs> it's a rock, and it? it's just it's smaller than our yeah. moon. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, and, and yeah, a day is two hours. Yep. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, I'm choking. Um, so, anyway, we don't see her during the Nostromo's flight down. No. We hear her. There's an awful lot of techni- technical talk during the whole unclamping from the uh, from the refinery and the flight down. Um, and uh, when they have landed and they learn out where, where, where they learn where they are, we get this nice big foreground shot of her. Yeah. Uh, a proper hero shot of her smoking one of those horrible yellow cigarettes, um, and, yeah. and she's just staring off into space as Dallas is talking because I think she knows what's coming up. Oh, she she knows she's going to be chosen to do it, and when she is, Dallas says, uh, "You know, you're coming too, Lambert." I feel for her when she's like swell, swell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she gives that look. I like the way she yeah. gives a look to Kane when Kane yeah. says, "I'll I'll volunteer yeah. to be in the first party." It's like, oh, piss off. <laughs> yes, I don't yeah. want to go. No. Mm. Um, so out they go onto the surface, the three of yep. them, um, and of course, all three nearly passed out through lack of oxygen. Yes. in those yeah. helmets those and heavy old suits. Yeah, it was heavy suits, heavy helmet. No ventilation and the CO2 canisters they were using to squirt the uh, yeah. their uh, air up um, um, were leaking into the helmet. Yeah, um, no, one, no one thought of ventilation, did they? No. Do those um, do the suits still exist? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've been up close and personal oh, to right. one in um, London um, a few years back. There was a big science fiction exhibition at the uh, at the Millennium Dome, and I oh, went right. to that. And uh, yeah, I think it was Kane's one. Um, was there to be seen. You could get quite close to it. Work of genius. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, the craftsmanship in, in that is fabulous. Um, so, yeah, and I think, you know, Lambert is griping. Oh, know. I love this sequence. Because, again, Lam- Lambert is... I, I love the fact that most of this crew are us. They, you know, they're moaning about everything. Um, as as I would be. As I do my work anyway. Uh, and I love this when they're you know they're going there I and mean, she's just bitching the whole time, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's a long way. My feet. Quick griping. Oh, I like yeah. griping. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're on their way to the derelict. I love the fact that the the long shots where you've just basically got the la- uh, yep. the landscape with three tiny little pinpricks of light. That's no more than tiny little lights on sticks being pulled along, yeah. and the sun that you see in the background is just a standard lamp, but with lots of smoke. Yeah, I, I love I love it that a tiny grain of wheat bulb can be a, 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 an alien character or a Federation pursuit ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in the derelict, once they're in the derelict, yes. she's got the very sensible notion yeah. of they should get the hell out. Yeah, I, Lambert is is correcting through all of this, um, except except when she uh, she wants a little bit later on when she wants to come back in the ship. But yeah, she's right. She's like. Let's get out of here. There's mm. nothing. There's nothing here. There's no one to rescue. Um, but yeah, it's it's Kane, isn't it? It's it's Kane driving all this. Yeah, yeah. Because I think if Kane had been there, I think Dallas would have gone along with Lambert. Because he, mm. he's so wishy-washy, and he as a captain, 
and it's I think it's only Kane pushing and pushing I and think, pushing. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, we never see, of course, them the two of them dragging Kane's no. body back, and I'm quite glad about that. Yeah. There are um, I've seen stills of because like the 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 um, the winch mechanism becomes the 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 stretcher. Doesn't yes, it? And I, yes. I've seen sort of stills and bits and bobs, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite glad because we get that lovely sort of almost hard cut of what you know when when you see them by the landing legs. Yeah, it's, it's much nicer. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, she Lambert orders Ripley to o- open the goddamn hatch. I love that it's a slightly fluffed line as well, as it would be. The, you know, she's nervous. Yeah, yeah. Just to open the goddamn hatch. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great that they didn't redo it, which they would have now. You you just won't. You don't get recordings like that now. It's everything's got to be perfect, and mm. you know. But yeah, she's she's had enough, hasn't she? Yes. Yeah. And uh, she lets that show in the in the next deleted yeah. scene when they're waiting. She and Parker oh, and, and, this, and Brett yeah. are waiting while Dallas and Ash are investigating. You know, Kane. Yeah. Ripley comes down the ladder, and uh, Lambert goes Boy, across and does she <laughs> slap her. One. Um, this is I. I. This is where I prefer this. The director's cut over the theatrical cut on this scene because I think it's a. It's a it just adds so much to these characters. Like you say, you've got Parker, all he's interested in is looking at his porno bags. Yes. You know, Brett is interested in what's happening. And yeah, this slap is just monumentally... <laughs> you can feel the pain. Well, yeah, and you can see Sigourney yeah. Weaver real Shocked, from it yeah. because um, Veronica says, and Ridley Scott have said, that, you know, that was always meant to happen. Lambert was meant to hit Ripley. Um, but... Um, Veronica was telegraphing it and Sigourney Weaver kept moving out of the way and yeah. it was Ridley who said no don't hold back just just go for it and yeah. and you just can see it. Yeah. they really do connect don't they yeah oh yeah you can tell a fake slap this is a real slap it's yep. brilliant and like you say momentarily Sigourney Weaver almost comes out of character looking shocked yeah but then works with it yeah it's brilliant yep um and again the the there's this podcasting thing when you're looking for a person yep. only um, in a, in the frame, uh, you notice things you haven't noticed before. And I've never noticed straight after this, while they're um, you know, while we keep cutting from Dallas and Ash back to them in the corridor, she moves around. Yep. There's continuity errors because um, to begin with, she's standing to the left of Brett, and Ripley's nearest to the camera. There's a cut away to Dallas and Ash. When it comes back, she's to the right of Brett. Next time, she's back to the left of him again. Yeah, it's because it's, it's made of at least two shots of this, isn't it? Because you've got the original theatrical cut, and then you've got the director's footage, and they're obviously two completely different takes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and they've used it to sort of to use those shots. Um, yeah, Rid- Ridley Scott, not a great worrier about continuity. No, no. And some, something's missing there because when she magically reappears to Brett's left again, she's saying something. Veronica Cart- Cartwright is saying something, but it's yeah. not at all on the audio track. Um, I don't know what she's saying. No, it'd be interesting to, yeah. to know what it was. Yeah, and then in the next cut, she goes back to the right of Brett, and that's where she stays for the rest of uh, this sequence. Yeah. Um, Dallas runs past her when we have the acid eating its way through the hole, but she's not there. When they go down to the next deck down, 
um, you don't see Lambert, so I guess no, Lambert I... just stayed at the top. Yeah, I don't. I think it matches her character, doesn't it? Not to chase after this acid. Mm. Um, yeah, I think she she's she stayed to keep an eye on the face hugger. Mm. I reckon. Yeah, the next time we see her is when they're on their way home, and she breaks yeah. the news yes, to them. She's, she's been doing some calculations. Yeah, something to lower your spirits. She goes, you know, and tells them that it's ten months. Um, back in the Freezerinos. Um, and we have another deleted scene now. Um, yeah, another delete. I told you there'd be some deleted scenes. Um, which is when she goes to see Ash. Did any of the acid get on him? Um, no, it didn't. Stop dripping. Yes. Healed him. Well, there has to be, um, some way to get this off hmm? his face. Well, there has to be a way to get it off his face. Yes, well, I don't think we ought to try that again. It didn't work out too well last time. Well, i better get some intravenous feeding going. So far, we don't know how much it's absorbed in the system. This is, of course, before the chestburster sequence, yeah. um, and before the facehugger has come off, because she says there must be a way to get it off of his face. Um, and Ash says to her, "Well, it didn't go well so, uh, yeah. so 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 well last time. Don't know what else we can do." And he and Ash um, says, "Are you all right?" And she's like, "Yeah," and then wanders off. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a strange little scene. Um, it's nice that it does show, like, Ash showing a bit of compassion. Mm. And perhaps they cut it because, you know, of what he eventually is revealed to be. Um, but it is also just rehashing, yeah, get it off his face. It's like, we've just sinned. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see why they've cut it. But it's mm. a nice, nice one to see. Well, a any deleted scene where you yeah. see more of Lambert, you oh, know, yeah. I I I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, when they go to see Kane, when Kane has uh, woken up, she's grinning away yeah. uh, when they go to see, see him. But she's quite timid and awkward. She's sort of like clasping her hands in front of her. And she, I mean, this thing James Cameron says about, you know, hyperactivity and nervousness, I reckon he's picking up on Veronica's yeah. acting in, in moments like this. Yeah, I think she's, um, she's happy, relieved that, Kane's okay and this is likely to be over but what what do you say to someone that's um, basically just been raped by an alien mm, you know? I think yeah. yeah again it would be us wouldn't it we'd, we'd be uh, we'd be being very British and going um, you okay you're fine mm, yeah, okay yeah, yeah. yeah want a cup of tea yeah, yeah. Um, she sat next to Dallas at the last supper yep um, we get a close up of her when Parker as is I'd rather be eating something else yeah, and she's like, yeah. Oh, one, oh, one of God. the few actual joke lines in the film yeah and, uh, yeah she she just looks disgusted at him <laughs> and then we're into it yeah uh, now on the audio commentary um it says they they have it that the crew were out to get veronica yeah by aiming this blood cannon 
at her. But I don't know how you can do that. How, how, no. how, how you can aim it when you're under the table at a particular I, actor. I think that, again, this is... Uh, and we come across this so often. This is... When you, when you repeat something, when you, you think of a memory, it changes. And I think this is, again, like a lot of these stories from you know, Doc 2 and things like that. This has just been augmented in the telling. Mm. It's the same thing as, no one knew this was going to happen. Yeah, they all knew. Mm. They've read the script, you know. And I, I think this is the same way. I think she probably just got hit in the face. Because there's several takes of this. Um, and there's there's a couple of different takes available to view. And in one of them, yeah, she does get a bit of a right old splatter in. Uh, and in another one, she doesn't. So I think it was just the luck of where that blood went because yeah you're not going to be able to aim it no and veronica has it that she reeled backwards in shock and then fell over the the sofa that was behind her and you know all you could see was her legs sticking up in the air i don't know if that's an embellishment or not i haven't seen footage of her going up and over well there's there's footage of her it hitting her and whether that's the same take because they did this multiple times didn't they um but yeah, the, the the story where she goes arse over tit and her legs were sprung. Yeah, I've never seen footage of that, and I think that may be a bit of an embellishment. Mm-hmm. Right, you, you say it's so funny. You go outside when it's frosty and you slip a little bit on the ice. By the time you've told it to the third person at work, it's you know a near death experience. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and, but I mean, what we do see in the film, you know, she clearly gets it right in the yeah. kisser, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, and and afterwards, when they're standing there stunned after the, the, the chestburster has scuttled away, she's she's got there's two shots of her looking stunned with, with blood on her face. Yeah. Uh she keeps very quiet during the well, whole I, discussion. Yeah. I don't think she recovers from this. This is the point that she breaks in the film, I think. She's mm. never quite with it after this. Which is quite good. It's like PTSD, isn't it? It's, yes. You know. I, I I think she was pretty fragile yeah, before. Yeah, to begin with, yeah. But now, after this, and I think this is where, you know, um, after they discuss how they're going to go after the creature and the whole cattle prod and the net thing and stuff like that, um, she keeps very quiet during that, but I reckon she's unravelling. Yeah. Um, we have the Brett death, which she's not involved in, of course. But then... I think this is where Veronica Lambert and 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 Lambert come to the fore and really sell the tension during the air shaft sequence. Yes. The hell's about that box? Dallas, you're gonna have to hold your position for a minute. I I've lost the signal. You sure? Look, look around. Are you sure that it's not there? I mean, it's got to be around there somewhere. Check that out, Lambert. You may be getting interference. Dallas, are you sure there is no sign of it? I mean, it is there. It's got to be around there. Dallas? Am I, am I clear, Lambert? I want to get the hell out of here. Oh, God. It's moving right towards you. 
Again, she gets some iconic lines, and uh, it's her it's her performance. Yeah, yeah. it is well, absolutely a, perf it, yeah. a performance. I mean, she starts off quite subdued. She's got Dallas on her tracker. Um, she spots the other dot. Um, she says the aliens at the third junction, warns him about it, um, and then it disappears. Yeah. Um, now I don't I don't know if there's a fault in her tracker. I mean, Parker says, "What's the matter with that goddamn box?" Um, can the alien track itself, or, or what? Or, or I well, don't I, don't, I, I don't know whether because it it does track the alien, so Ash hasn't rigged it so it doesn't. Because you could say because he's obviously trying to protect it, so you'd think he would he would give him a tracker that didn't actually work. But it does show the dot. But yeah, I don't know why it disappears. Hmm. But then if it does trigger off micro changes in air density, um, how does that work through masses of hot pipe work yeah it, it can't be a case of it's just stopped because when no. dallas stops you've got a single dot when dallas yeah, has yeah it's stopped. not it's not like t-rex's vision is it where if if the alien stops the tracker can't track it because yeah it dallas is stopped for a good couple of minutes and it shows his little light yes yeah she asks dallas if there yeah. is there any sign of it and i think that's a point where dallas finds yeah. the goo doesn't he and, yes. and and holds it up to the light to show us out of here um and I think it's brilliant. Again, Ridley Scott, genius. It's like this whole scene is just dots on a screen. But, mm. oh, God, it's so so tension-filled, isn't it? It's the, amazing. The music's fabulous. Yeah. Um, she is brilliant. Yeah, um, her performance sells you that this Tom, is a nice Tom Skerritt as well, when he says, uh, uh, I think I want to get out of here. Yeah. This isn't Captain Kirk, is it? You know? No. And, and, yeah, she really sells it now when, you know, the dot starts up again. Move, Dallas, move, Dallas. It's like, yeah. bloody hell. Yeah. Even it's, now, it's a, it's I, don't know how, yeah, I don't know how many times I've seen this sequence, but it, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. This is, well, it, this is yeah. fabulous filmmaking. It is. It's, this is, again, one of those films where if you catch any bit of it on TV, you stay and watch it. Yeah. Because you just drag you're dragged in straight away and yeah no matter how many times you've seen it you're, you've watched it to look at the detail to look at the stuff you've seen the uh, you've seen the um, uh, downpipe stack covers on the walls and counted how many there are but you're instantly caught up in it yeah. and I think it's her performance is, it's is really selling she's this. hysterical isn't yeah. she get out of there move 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 and um, it, it makes no sense but you don't mind because you're caught up in it. When Dallas goes down and she says, no, the other way, yeah. right? And he turns around and it's the shock moment. The alien is there, all right? How does she know the other way? If no, you think about it, what's she talking about the other way? She doesn't know. He's a dot on the screen. Yeah. She doesn't know which way he's looking. So what does she mean by the other way? Well, the you don't mind I, yeah. it. I mean, they don't... The, the thing is, I suppose, this was done before the you know the, the special effects to put the the tracker on it um so it might in oh yeah it might have been described differently 
but you could all I mean suppose you could you could fit it in by saying that on her screen we don't see it but on her screen Dallas's dot starts moving towards the alien and that's what she means like no, uh, no the other way oh I see so yeah. we've just lost that because they didn't visually represent yeah, that they've not, on they've the not screen. made that it doesn't match what we see right but, okay yeah I think that's probably what she means because yeah otherwise the only other thing I can think of is like the novelization the the screen was meant to show the layout of the duct in mm. you know, almost like a computer game I suppose but they didn't It'd go with like that yeah, they wouldn't with... if it was yeah, like yeah. that mm. can you imagine doing this scene and instead of the great special effects we get we get the Pac-Man or Space ding, Invaders ding, 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 yeah noise <laughs> 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 um, and uh, fabulous moment fabulous jump scare that yep. that used to be in the cinema I used to go and stand at the side to watch yeah. this, th- th- this sequence and boy people used to jump when he turned that torch round um, so, and we cut her very, very tearful. Yes. She, I reckon Veronica Cartwright had been crying for real. That doesn't look oh, like yeah. fake tears on her face. No, her I, eyes I, are all bloodshot. Maybe it was the smoke in the atmosphere. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, it, it's again great. Yeah, because she's not as anything as well, and that's like yeah, it's not just they've not just sprayed water on her or anything. It does. It looks real. She looks real. Her yeah. her response is totally real. She yeah. speaks for us now when Ripley yeah. says, we're going to go back into the ducks, and she's like... You found this lane there. No blood. No Dallas. Nothing. I don't hear anybody saying nothing around I'm this thinking. Place. Unless somebody has got a better idea, we'll proceed with Dallas's plan. What? And then don't blight the others? <laughs> no, you're out of your mind. You got a better idea? Yes. I say that we abandon the ship. We get the shuttle and just get the hell out of here. We take our chances and just hope that somebody picks us up. The shuttle won't take four. Well, then why don't we trust Rutherford? I'm not going in these drawers. I'm for killing that goddamn thing right now. Okay. Yeah, out of your goddamn mind. Yeah, it's... What? Yeah. <laughs> and, this, this, and she's the voice of reason in this, and she goes, let's just get on the space shuttle, let's go, let's we'll not take bother. our chance in the shuttle yeah. and abandon the ship. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Let's let's follow. Let's promote Lambert to captain. Yes, <laughs> I'm not following this Ripley woman. She's mental. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the woman that says let's just leave. Yeah. Ripley's trying to calm her down and says, yeah. like, sh- sh- "Oh, she's so patronising, isn't she? But, like yeah. talking to her like a kid." Yeah, and, and she's like, sh- 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 "The shuttle won't take four. And that's when Lambert says, yeah. "Well, then we draw straws." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ain't drawing no goddamn straws. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, it's it's just a great. Great, and I, I, again, I love it that Ripley is is so patronising to her because she's. It's like they've not got on, and now almost Ripley's happy that this situation's going because Lambert's fell apart. Mm. And it's, you get that feeling that inside Ripley's going, ha, "Yeah, you fell apart. I didn't. Yeah, it's it's yeah. great. It's good mm. stuff." Mm. Do you um, like? The the final uh, deleted scene that we're going to discuss the um, Ripley 
asking Lambert if she's ever slept with Ash. I don't like it any better than you do, but it's the only way that's going to get us all out, okay? Well, I'm sorry, but it just seems like you're trying to kill us one by one. Lambert, I promise you, I promise that if it doesn't work, I'm going to get us all out of here, okay? Trust me. All right. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, have you ever slept with Ash? <laughs> no. I dare say I don't think he was particularly interested. <laughs> I want you to come into the bridge and just plot our course. I want to see where we are, okay? Make sure we're still on course. Okay, can you do that? Yeah. I, I know what they were aiming at, um, but the, it, it just, it feels weird because because Ripple is obviously, she's starting to sense something's up with Ash. And I don't know whether she's thinking um, he's a robot. So, you know, has he ever shown any interest? But equally, he might not be into women. Mm. He might not be into Lambert or Ripley. Yeah. He, you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it, it, it doesn't really tell you much. But it is a weird line. I can see why they cut it. Um I don't think it works for me. Is there any? It's like, I think if it was in the film, you'd go, "What? Yeah. What's that got to do with anything?" But again, we get to see a little yeah. bit more of Lambert. Yes, and, and, and she's good. She's like, "What?" And she says, "I, I never uh, thought that he was interested in me." Yeah. Um, but it also or, doesn't fit really with that. You know, Ash and Ripley were both last-minute additions to this crew just before mm. they left. Uh, uh, fetus, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah when, when did all this happen? Yes, yeah. During Cairo sleep. Yeah, I mean, what what sort of world is this become where someone not wanting to, uh, you know, to have sex with someone is now seen as the weird thing? Mm. Oh, it's not it's not the Me Too generation, this one, is it? <laughs> no. Okay, well, in the regular version, um, we've got uh, Lambert next. Do you, the, talk, talking of um, deleted scenes and, and would you like them to have been done what's your whole view on the airlock sequence um, would you want to see it I think it, I don't think it would have added much and I as, think, as it's described yeah. and as the Ridley Graham show it no I don't know yeah. I mean because it, it, I think at the, at, we would have seen at that point we would have had the oh it's a man in a suit Yes, really. Graham has it yeah. leaping like yeah. a uh, you know a, a hurdle runner yep. jumping, you know, and also you know it loses an appendage, yeah, um, and then heals itself. It's oh no, I don't know. No, I, I, I'm happy that that wasn't included mm. because also 
later on we don't we don't see that one of the airlocks is Mac, do we? No. You know. So yeah, I'm 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 happy that that's missing. And also, until the very end now, the alien is in the ducts, isn't it? Yeah. You know, um, to have it come out into the corridor and then go back in again, um, no, no, no. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather I, not. Yeah, I think it would have been, you know, you know the um, the test footage that's available of, of like, testing the look of the suit and wandering around the corridors mm. and the light and that. I got a horrible feeling it would have been like that. Yeah. Yeah, and we've got another instance coming up. Uh, yeah. uh, where I'm glad they cut something out. Yeah. But but before Is that, that the shuffle, the, the, the scudding. Yeah. The, My cat the, does that. The crap. Yeah. When he's got yeah. an itchy bum. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. The, the the next Lambert we've got is the uh, Ash trying to kill Ripley. Yes. Moment where she's trying to pull Ash away from Ripley but can't. Yeah. Um, Parker steps in and pushes her out the way and manages to pull Ash off and uh, well. She saves Parker's yeah, life because she does the sensible um, thing. She uh, cattle prods him in the neck. Yes, yeah, shoves it right where it yeah. was uh, going to do the most work, and yeah, Lambert saves Parker's life and, and Ripley's, Ripley, I guess, as well. Yeah, and yet Ripley's in is the action hero. Mm. Nope. Ripley doesn't really save anyone, does she, in this entire film? Well, the cat and herself saves herself and the cat. Yeah, I let yeah. off with the cat, but yeah, Lambert. Yeah, she saves. Parker and she saves Ripley. Yeah, let's look at this for, for a moment yeah. then. Ash versus, uh, sorry, Ripley versus Lambert. Ripley wants them to stay outside. That's sensible, yep. right? But Ash overrides it, so yep. that's okay. Ripley's good there. Lambert reckons they shouldn't have, as soon as they got on the derelict, they should have turned around and just taken off. Yep. So she wins on that one as well. Uh, what else have we got? Well, Lambert saves Parker. Ripley yep. doesn't. Um, yeah, Lambert wants to leave rather than try and fight the alien. Yes, sensible. Yeah, yeah just draw straws and yeah. get in the shuttle. That's very sensible. She's got a massive mistake just about to come up though. Um, oh, yeah. um, uh, before that, though, we've got a line from her where she's looking at the severed Ash's head and says, "You admire it," uh, and we get the brilliant comeback from Ian Holm yeah. about admiring its purity. Um, but yeah, massive, massive mistake here. Um, when she and Parker go off to get those coolant yep. tanks, that the noise she's making, I know they're in a hurry, but there's an alien out there. You would think yeah. she would be a bit quieter with all than rather than all this clanking going on, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, this. I mean, it, it, it's classic sort of horror film sequences in it. But if that would, if if, if that had been me in that situation wouldn't you have had one person watching out do you think you don't she's making that noise because she thinks Parker is watching out could be and Parker's thinking she is but yeah they're making a lot of noise and it's not like they've got a time constraint is it at the moment because Ripley hasn't set the uh, no not yet the the self-destruct the scuttle yet so why are you rushing so much I mean Mm. I'd also like to know why the shuttle isn't prepped anyway. Yeah. What's the point of a life raft that isn't prepped? It's not like ship's biscuits where you got to put them in at the last minute. This this is pretty vital for it. Yeah. Some things happen in this film, you know, and you go along with it. Yeah, like, you got to go along with it. It's, yeah, like, it's, it's to separate them. It's going down into the cellar, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. I love the, um, I love this sequence though for the, the noises that those bottles are making. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know whether that was recorded on set or whether that was like Foley work afterwards, but it's great. I love yes, it. Yes, yeah. What if I, I love... If ever I clunk a soda stream putting it in, you know, the soda stream bowls, <laughs> I immediately take them back to that. <laughs> We're such fanboys, aren't we? We are. Um, I love, again, is Ridley Scott, and sometimes he'll do something because, yeah, it might not make any sense, uh, yeah, but, but visually good. it's brilliant. Yeah. And, and we've got a moment here where you've got Lambert in that huge circle of light. Yeah. I don't know what's creating that light while well, she's in a spotlight all, all well, of a sudden, got, but bloody like, hell, it looks good. Yeah. They've got torches, haven't they? So, I, I mean, did she put the torch down? That's too big. Yeah, it's far too big. That's like a World War II yeah. spotlight. It's like the bat signal size, yes, yeah. you know? And, uh, yeah, you see her there. She's she's moving these yeah. can, uh, canisters around. A shadow twice yeah. moves across, which I presume is the alien. That's not Parker. No, no, I think that's the alien. I think... She, you're, you're perhaps meant to think it's Parker to start with, but no, that's the alien because she she notices, doesn't she? And it's like, whoops. Yeah, she she turns back, she yeah. looks forward, then turns back again, and that's when she notices something, something that we yeah. can't see, and she just stops. She's like frozen yeah. with fear, and for a split second, just Let's a split, it, we sec- would have shot ourselves. I would have. Yeah, yeah. There'll <laughs> be a puddle on the floor at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for a split second, Veronica Cartwright. It's almost gone in, in the cup, but it's still there. Looks down at the floor. And that's all that's left of this, yeah, yeah. itchy cat bum, crab-like yeah. moment where they were experimenting with different ways of making yeah. the alien well, it, move, weren't they? Yes, yeah. Well, th- this, is, this is interesting as well because um, Lambert is the only character we've got where they didn't film a death scene mm-hmm. um, it's all made in the editing yep. um, and it's because they didn't know They, I, I mean they. I think they had like half a dozen things they were trying weren't it because I think at one point she was meant to just like die of a heart attack or something that would have been brilliant though you know like Monty Python where just the goes, alien appears <laughs> yeah she just grabs her chest and goes struth and just falls over <laughs> that would have been brilliant um uh, one of them I've read that Parker was meant to try and incinerate the alien but hit Lambert. That would have been strange. <laughs> Whoops. Um, but yeah, they ne- they never filmed it. She never filmed a death scene. No. I, I've got more details yeah. when we reach behind the scenes. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this. I think what they were doing with this crab maneuver yeah. is try it and disguise as much as possible that it's a man yeah. in a suit. Well, I, yeah, I think so. They they wanted to disguise that it was a man in a suit, so have it moving in different ways every time you see it. I don't imagine because this is test footage, I don't think had they carried on filming it this way, I don't think this is the shot that would have We wouldn't appeared. have had the angles that we see. Yes. No. Yeah, an, no. Absolute, an absolute straight on shot of... Uh, the guy just yeah scudding towards Lambert with his tail, tail out. at a yeah. forty-five degree angle, yes. <laughs> pointing directly at yeah. her, which is again very very um, sexualized thing. But mm. this, the, the this is what the aliens about, and it? it's uh, everything about it is sexualized. Um, so I think it would have been better than this, but I think by this point um, they were running out of time, weren't they? The studio mm-hmm. was really on Ridley Scott's case and money. And money run out, out of money. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to have seen. I mean, I'm glad they haven't gone back and said, "Is is a shed load of money, Ridley? May you know do what you would have done originally? That would be awful. 
but I would love to have have seen this if they'd have filmed the ending first you know so when yeah. when the money was running out it was the early bits yes you know but it was it was yeah very much almost filmed in sequence so by you know which is why we get the uh, the less than stellar death of the alien that was not how it was meant to be no. it was filmed like in one afternoon in one take uh, but I think Lambert suffers from this as well, isn't it? Uh, that this, yeah, they just run out of time and money. Yep. So they, to, ha- yeah. yeah, they had to do what they could with what they had, and yeah. and, and yeah. so what we've got is uh, cut into Ripley, and we can hear Lambert saying yeah. she can't get out of the way because Parker's saying get out of the way, get out of the and way. Th- and this bit works well, I think. The fact that they couldn't show it, that they're using audio because audio's cheap. Um, I think it works brilliantly because we don't know what's going on. But yeah, I love this where Parker's going, get out of the way, get out of the Because I think Parker would have flamed it, wouldn't he? That yes. would have been great to see. Yeah, yeah. And Very dangerous for the actors. But yeah, but he, to he is too close because when yeah. we cut back, the camera is looking over her shoulder and it yeah. starts to rear up. You just yes, see the top shot. of its head and the, you, know, you know those tall shoulder things it's got. Um, and this is this is sort of the really the first time we get a vaguely clear shot of it, isn't it? Yeah. Because we, we we've had sort of weird shots with Brett's death. We had one that the hugging scene with Dallas, but this is the first time we sort of see it in its majesty. It's amazing. It's a great shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, but we have Parker's death next. Yeah. Because it whirls round and gets Parker. Parker screams to Lambert, "Get out of the room!" Yes. Um, and. We have that very odd shot next. I, I, I'm always startled by it, where you've got this shot of the alien moving left to right with its arms yeah. up. And I think they, they, they've got him on a trolley, so he doesn't look like he's walking. But Yeah, I think it, so. He's on a skateboard. Do you know what it looks like to me? I always think it. this is what they've done, but they haven't, in that you're an ex-projectionist. If you show have a, a regular widescreen, one... one Point yeah. eight five, and but you show it through an anamorphic lens, it's pulled out far too. It's stretched out yes. too wide, yeah. and they did that with Extro. Do you remember that low budget yes. British yeah. horror film Extro? A lot of the scenes in that, and this thing, it it just looks too wide. It's, yeah, it's just a framing right. thing, but it, there's something odd about that shot. Yeah, the aspect ratio is weird on the Alien. I like it um, when it whirls around though. That shot, I reckon you could you could string a load of them together with the thriller soundtrack you know where where the the zombies are doing that yes hands to the right hands to the left hands you could do that with it but i yeah. I, I do like this shot i like the fact that it's yeah it's, it's moving and its arms are weirdly it's almost like it's doing that bella lugosi hypnotism yeah yeah this and, and it's good because it, it is weird and you want weird you want alien oh yeah it's alien it's, yeah. yeah it's exactly what it yeah. is and uh, old Veronica, bless her, she's given yeah. it her all, all this grimacing that she's doing. Um, and as you say, this is a, a death that's made in the edit. And the next thing we've got is the tail between the, the legs. Yeah. But it's not her legs, is it? No, no, it's, uh, it's dear old Brett. It's Harry mm. Dean's legs. Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, Lambert's wearing cowboy boots throughout. And white trousers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Although they would probably be yellow by now. But <laughs> well, ours would be. Ours would be. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's from Brett's death. It was, me. you know, it was meant to be that the alien puts its tail between Brett's legs and then pokes him in the back and pushes him towards where he gets uh, 
gets his head popped. But yeah, they use it on this. And again, it, it's almost a, a lucky accident because again, it gives a very sexual element to Lambert's death. Mm. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, and I've oh boy, in, before the internet, you know, um, when we had fanzines. Yes. Um, I can't remember what fanzine it was, but I read one short story where Lambert survives. Can't remember how. Oh, right. And uh, and um, hang on, yeah. so she survives that and the ship blowing up. Yeah, yeah. Lucky. And I can't, I can't remember. All that's stuck in my m- memory is her talking to somebody and saying the alien it it raped me. Yeah. Um, but, I, but that's all I can remember from yeah. that story. Not how Lambert survived, just that line. Yeah. But what what I don't I never understand about that. I mean, to be fair, that is suggested in the sounds and the thing, but it makes no sense from the the film's point of view because the alien is a rapist. It raped Cain, mm-hmm. but that's its reproduction cycle. It's not, you know, it's it's not got a, a penis between its legs, and it doesn't reproduce like that. So, why would it rape like that? I mean, if you want to see something. That's that. If you want to see that scene, watching Seminoid, yes, yes, which is a terrible, terrible alien ripoff. But the alien goes around raping people in pretty much the same way that a human male would. Uh, it, but it makes no sense. No, no. You know, um, something we haven't mentioned is in these cuts that we have one bit where. Um, uh, Ripley is running down the corridor, and we hear Lambert scream, and that's yeah. a horrific scream. It uh, is, yeah. And then we hear that it's—I'm presuming it's the only time we hear the alien making an, a vocal noise, and it's doing that almost gorilla thing. Isn't yeah, it? That, like, ooh, 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 ooh. yeah, yeah. And then we get almost a um, photon torpedo from the original Star Trek <laughs> sound. So God knows what was going on there. Well, whatever's going on, all right. When Ripley reaches yep. the room, you can see in the in the background. You can see Parker, yeah, in pieces. Basically, he's been decapitated. Um, but and this is adding credence to the 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 sexual attack. Um, in the foreground, you can just see to the left. You can see Lambert's legs dangling. Yeah, and they're bare, and they're bloody, and that's what's yep. given people, um, you know, ammunition that yeah. It was, you know, a rape. But but the the time scale just doesn't work, does it? No. I mean, you know, what? So that, so it's had time to strip a hanger up, rape a yeah. It. I mean, and it's, again, that that shot was done afterwards, wasn't it? That's, yes. Yeah. It's def, definitely not um, Veronica Cartwright's legs. Um, I mean, I'm I'm unsure whether it's even um, Yafet Koto. As Parker, it probably is, but yeah, it, it definitely implies that um, something's gone on. Yeah, uh, something's going on. Alan Dean Foster, um, yep. Lambert's death, according to Alan Dean, is this. Just read this. Um, uh, something made a different sound behind her. She turned, screamed as the hand clutched at her. The alien was still unfolding its bulk from the air shaft. 
Parker looked back into the locker, went a little crazy when he saw what the alien was doing. Parker couldn't use the, use the flamethrower without hitting Lambert. Swinging the incinerator like a club, he charged into the locker. God damn you. The alien dropped Lambert. She fell motionless to the deck as Parker landed a solid blow with the flamethrower. It had no effect on the alien. The engineer might as well have been trying to fracture the wall. He tried to duck, failed. The single blow broke his neck, killing him instantly. The alien turned its attention back to Lambert. And that's it. Yeah. That's how it's left. Which, again, is obviously written from sort of very early drafts that didn't have a lot of detail in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then when Ripley runs down to find out what's going on, uh, it says she peered round the jam of the locker entrance. What remained show, showed her how the alien had succeeded in squeezing both victims into the air shaft. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because... I mean, not quite that, but what... Wasn't one of Lambert's deaths going to be that she gets ejected out of the ship? Yeah, wait for uh, behind the, the scenes. Yeah, that <laughs> they, they used for um, the newborn. Yes, yeah. Well, it was going to be Perez, and then it became the new ball, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, that's it. That's Lambert yeah. dead. Bye, Lambert. You were memorable. Very, very memorable. Yes, yeah. All right, so, uh, end of part one. This is end of part one, because uh, we, you and I, we've got to wait a week now, haven't we? We've got to wait we? a week, yeah. We'll have forgotten everything we said, just repeat it all. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because, yes, this time next week, hopefully, we will be joined by not one but two co-hosts. Uh, we're, we're, there's going to be four of us here for part two because, uh, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, at the moment it's all set up to happen. But, uh, yeah, in one week's time, Ian and I are going to be joined by our American counterparts. Um, yes. Mitch and John from the Alien Minute podcast who are going to join us to carry on the discussion about Lambert, the behind the scenes, the talk uh, on uh, alternative versions of Lambert, uh, Veronica Cartwright, etc., etc. And uh, the reason they're coming on are both of them, I know from the Alien Minute podcast, are big fans of the Lambert character. So uh, they're going to be joining us in a week. So we're going to have a little segue in a minute, and uh, they'll be joining us. Okay. Yes. If they don't, something's gone horribly wrong. Yeah, and I've said all that for nothing. So yeah. and it might be just you and me. All right. Yeah. If it sounds like the two guests are me and Eric doing terrible American accents, is that what we'll do? Shall yeah. We'll do that. I think so. We'd have to. Yeah. No, they they will sue if they hear that. What worries me is uh, is what if people think that. <laughs> they didn't not. sound realistic at all <laughs> alright well hopefully in a few seconds yes. um, yeah, we will have part we'll, two Yeah, conclude our Lambert story alright okay right let's go Ian <laughs> no you're out of your mind it's kind of appropriate what we were just talking about just before I press record because tonight I I feel this is like the mirror, mirror episode of Star Trek for me and Ian because we're encountering our counterparts from another realm, aren't we, Ian? Yes. Now, I've already got a beard, so I'm presuming my counterpart hasn't got a beard. Right. But both of you are rather hair suit, are you not? <laughs> I, I have a beard. Uh, yeah. So, the yeah, best people have beards. We've destroyed it. I have a beard as well, so... 
Ah, well, that's what, what is, that plan. Yeah, how does Mirror Universe work when everybody has beards? How are you supposed to tell? Well, I, have, I haven't got a beard, so am, am I oh. Yeoman Rand or something then? <laughs> I, think, I think you're the evil one, apparently. Yeah. You're the, yeah. Oh, curses. Oh, that's a crap analogy. Anyway, hello, John. <laughs> hello, Mitch, by the way. Hi. Hello. Hi, hello, how are you hello. doing? Oh, we're fine, aren't we, Ian? We are, yes. Yeah. It's, it's weird for us, because anyone listening, we, what we were discussing literally four minutes ago on this recording was like, what, a week ago, Eric? It was a week ago, <coughs> yes. yes. I don't so, remember yesterday, let alone a week ago. So we're old, and yes. um, yep. we're, we're, we're most probably going to completely repeat ourselves. So, uh, But you won't know that, John and Mitch. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is all a strange little world we're in tonight. So um, welcome along, John and Mitch. Um, glad to have you on board. And uh, before we uh, crack on, and, and, and get into this, uh, would you like to tell the listener a little bit about both yourselves? John, why don't you go first? Well, I am a screenwriter and a, um, getting my master's in, in screenwriting at the moment, as a matter of fact. Um, you know, just been doing that for a long time. And Mitch and I are the co-hosts of the Alien Minute podcast. So I said that's the reason we're on the show uh, mm-hmm. was we spent, I don't know, 120 episodes talking about alien so uh, i thought it was because you wanted to speak to us oh well there's that too of course (laughs) yes Yes, but but i mean it's not just alien by minute is it you also did aliens yeah i I did mitch was there for some of that i was there for all of that almost all of it and yeah we did discuss aliens as well and then we did a very short bit on alien 3 and that was as far as we got was I it love... just a, a minute of you retching? It was about a ten. <laughs> a t- that was a ten-minute uh, show. That was yeah. It I was actually fact... four parts. We did. Yeah, we, we did four. We episodes did about on about two hours on it. I think maybe even more. It, yeah. We, we to, bro- to be... broke it apart. Yeah. To be fair, Alien Three I think has got some really good ideas and parts, and it looks great. Um, now, if you'd have done Alien Resurrection. <laughs> Right. No, there's a reason they haven't gone to that one. Yeah, yeah that's where we drew the line. I mean, I guess I wouldn't be averse to doing one episode about it, maybe. But uh, it, it probably worth yeah doing doing an episode on it because um, yeah, I would go it's, back it's and revisit all failed, of them yeah. because I can't remember them. Oh. I can't remember Prometheus. I can't remember. I can't remember any of them. So maybe maybe it would be worth to go back and just you know how I do that with the Godfather three every couple of years where I think you know. Maybe if I watch it one more time, this time it'll be really good, and it never and it never works. It never it hasn't works worked yet. It has yeah. not worked yet. I fear the same with probably with Prometheus. Do you, do you do you think that's a worse fate for a film though to be unmemorable than to be memorable but bad? I think it probably is, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it takes up less brain space if you can't remember it. So that that's might true. be positive. <laughs> but it's so. It's so amazing because yesterday I watched Alien again. How many times have I seen this movie? And I was still completely captivated by it. It's never boring. It just moves with this. It moves with the speed of a TV commercial. I mean, it just every 30 seconds, something happens. And it's it's just extraordinary. We've sort of said this, haven't we, Eric? Because obviously, you're probably saying we end up watching little clips of the film endlessly for this podcast but as you start watching it and you just carry on you end up watching the whole thing every week you watch that whole thing it's amazing it's it's such a yeah it draws you in it's great 
Yeah. Um, I, I can't believe I look back on iTunes that I, uh, the Alien Minute podcast was six years ago. Wow. Yeah. Can you, can you believe that? Six years ago. And, and I'd just like to thank you two because um, at that time in my job, it was a pretty mundane work day each, each day. And uh, yeah, listening to you guys talking about Alien minute by minute um, got me through an awful lot. So thanks for that. You are most welcome. That's exciting to hear. That makes yeah, me very happy. Yeah. I, I should also mention we we also did a uh, have done two seasons of a podcast called 007 by Seven, where we look at the. In this case, we've looked at the first two Bond films, seven minutes at a time, and Eric was there for both Doctor No and uh, From Russia with Love. Mm-hmm. Did most Did you decide would. to do 007 in seven minutes because there's just so many of them, or is it just seven times as Uninteresting. <laughs> I I think it's it was mostly because the minute by minute format was uh, I just about had a nervous breakdown on aliens yeah, can, and and was just like never again am I doing an incremental podcast that's this you know granular. Let's uh, let's do larger chunks and talk about movies are you know movies are are pieced together with larger chunks. I think too. You know, obviously you can get a lot out of a minute of of a great film like Alien, but uh, you're really talking about scenes, you know, and how they play out, and I think it's a little bit more valuable in a way to discuss movies that way. But we did find there was something about 60-second mm. bits in Ridley Scott's Alien that really did work. Like, And it really must be that he had made so many commercials that his brain just yep. kind of worked that way. It's well, amazing. It yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he, if that's how he makes films. He thinks in 60-second bursts. Um, yeah, yeah, because like you say, he's uh, came up in uh, in adverts. Yeah, yeah. And listening to it all, all those years ago, I I, I was um, you know delighted to to hear that both of you were fans of Lambert. Um, mm-hmm. And um, you know, because I, I I think Lambert quite unfairly gets overlooked when people are talking about the cast of Alien, don't you think? I Definitely. think she's not. A- overlooked but often disparaged you know severely like in all the social media that came along with doing alien minute there was so much uh lambasting of lambert that that occurred that i was finding myself constantly defending her and trying to show a little sympathy towards a character like this i i get it i think that we'll probably discuss some of the uh the details of what people like and don't like about her as as this episode goes on, but but to me, I try to have some sympathy for her and and accept the fact that I'd probably be very similar, yeah, uh, to her in the situations that she's placed in. Yeah, what if we took her out of the movie? It, it, I was thinking about that yesterday as I watched it with a very Lambert centric lens, and I think she's so necessary to the emotions of the film. She's right there representing exactly what probably John or I would do at, at any time. And John really opened my eyes to this. I don't think I was quite as aware of that until we did this breakdown and John became her champion. Yeah, we. I think we we all like to think we'd be Ripley in this situation, but now we'd be Lambert. Mm-hmm. We'd, yeah. we'd be blubbing in a corner with our mascara running. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's a normal Saturday night for us, isn't it, Eric? Yeah. When, we're, yes. when yeah. we're waiting for this podcast to upload, yeah. Yeah. 
I, we said last week, Ian and I, that um, you know she also is bloody sensible. You know, yeah. when when Dallas has died and and Ripley starts going on about, we'll go back into the air shafts. We'll continue doing this. She's like, you're out of your mind. You know, we'll just get in the shuttle and get the hell out of here. She's absolutely right, isn't she? No, uh, my favorite part of that is. Ripley gives her the old cliche question, well, do you have a better idea? And she's like, yes. I'm yeah. like, yes, I do have a better idea. Let's get in the shuttle and get out of here. I love that. Rarely is that question answered with an, a definitive answer. Usually that question's asked when there isn't a better idea and it's obvious there isn't. But she has one, right? At, right, Ready to go. She does. And she speaks it confidently, if not a little bit panicky. But she still is very confident in, in, in wanting that to happen. Oh, Veronica, in that scene, I mean, that is real emotion you know you don't very often see um you know a a uh, an actor with a snotty nose with the eyes running becoming hysterical like that it's all very usually quite theatrical isn't it but this is genuine you really do feel that um she is falling apart don't you yeah and and her willingness to do that to be so completely vulnerable uh, as an actor and arguably the most honest character in the film is it, it takes a lot. And she's sort of paid for it in the sense that she was then offered so many films after this where she was required to, you know, cry and be crazy and be afraid. And she did get to where she was didn't want to become a scream queen. And she made that point that she was going to try to choose her roles differently because she'd come into this having done Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And she does a lot of that in it as well. Yeah. Yeah, she's well, great and, as well. Yeah. And in the birds as well. She Yes. I was gonna yeah. say she's a natural at this because she was trained from childhood to be panicky in the face of, of terror, right? So uh, she's taught by the master uh, Alfred Hitchcock himself. So yeah. I, I just think that she kind of came up knowing, knowing her, having that chop, those chops like uh, trained yeah, into I, her. I imagine Hitchcock uh, taught a lot of women how to cry. Yeah, <laughs> sadly. Did you guys off screen. have you guys seen inserts from 1974? I I've, no. it rings a bell, but I don't think I've seen it. It is an amazing movie, and she, and and Veronica Cartwright is incredible in it. And it was controversial because it got slapped with an X rating when it first came out. It was uh, Dreyfus did it right after Jaws, and it's shot like a play. The only difference being that. You know, it's still a movie, so there are a lot of uncomfortable nude scenes that you could not have done on the stage, but because you're directing the gaze of the audience with the camera, you're able to kind of move through that. But it's an amazing film about filmmaking, about uh, the, about drug addiction, about the move from ta uh, silent films to talkies. Um, it's a very adult movie, and she's really something in it. Jessica Harper is also in it, as well as Richard Dreyfuss and Bob Hoskins in a very early role. After right. uh, look, it's it's very very strange the difference between UK and US cinema, uh, in that like over here, everyone wanted an X certificate. Oh God, <laughs> if you got an X, you had it made. But that doesn't seem to be the case in the states, does it? Is that because certain cinemas wouldn't be allowed to show it? Or? Yeah, it was two things. Well, first, your X was sixteen and over, right? Yes. 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 So yeah. big difference because. Ours was 18, so if you're under 18, there's no way to see it, whereas there, we had something called an R rating, which means if you were under 17, 
but you went with a parent, you could go see the film. Uh, but I think more had to do with just the fact that the Motion Picture Association did not ultimately copyright the X rating and um, why nobody, I've still never understood why they didn't because they copyrighted all their other ratings. And then once the porno boom kind of happened, uh, anybody could slap an X on a film. And then there was a, a, a notoriety about it and notorious quality. And that really, you know, generally an X. And then they did double X and triple X just to kind of say, this movie is so dirty. We got to give it more Xs. Um, so it wasn't until they came up with the NC-17 that then the MPAA would copyright that. And then that opened a whole other can of worms because then suddenly newspaper chains across the country didn't want to carry adverts for films rated NC-17, even though it was not a pornographic rating. It just, mean it, it just meant nobody under 17 allowed to see the film. So, yeah, it's sort of complicated. That also, block, blockbuster, blockbuster wouldn't carry an NC-17 either, which made really? for a big problem distri- distribution-wise. So, uh, yeah, you're not going to... Your, your after-theater potential goes way way down if you have an nc-17 rating that is so odd yeah. yeah we were saying last week about you know the um that the waking up from cairo sleep you know uh veronica and sigourney had to have uh, tape across their nipples because yeah. you know uh, they would lose x amount of countries if the women didn't have that even though you don't really see them at all in that opening scene do you yeah you're right well, they shot it that way. They had other angles, though, I think. I mean, I've yeah, 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 there's stills, and yes, they didn't yeah. use them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, Mitch, you said Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and um, I watched that again yesterday, because do you know the mystery of Lambert's tattoo? No, I don't. Do you know it, John? I don't, no. Do you know it, Ian? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Has she got a tattoo in it? She's got a tattoo. Yes. Yeah. Well, no. That she has got a tattoo. There's there, there's stills of of Lambert, and on her left forearm, she's got what looks like a a, a rose and a and a stem. And there's been lots of speculation: is that Veronica Cartwright's real tattoo, or is this something done for the film? And there's been lots of speculation. People saying, well, you know, back in the 70s, women didn't really have tattoos. Um, it must be something for the film. Um, so I, I watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers yesterday, and I, I don't think it's Veronica's because there's the scene in you know the um, in the Turkish bath thing, and she's uh, sleeveless, and I can't see a tattoo at all. So I think. So, so is the tattoo? What film is the tattoo visible in? In Alien. Oh right. Yeah, Lambert's got a tattoo. It might have been just drawn. I think in. So just a, she's space, a space trucker. trucker. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. A space trucker thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But also, I was struck. I, mean, I haven't watched Invasion of the Body Snatchers for a very long time. But Veronica's portrayal of Nancy—that's a prototype Lambert. She she starts going to pieces exactly the same way Lambert does. Yep, definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> a distant relative of Lambert. There. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we last last time Ian and I we've gone through the scenes. Is there a standout moment for you of Lambert? Do you have a favourite moment or a moment that you always think of when you... If somebody says, what do you think of Lambert? Does a scene pop into your head? Yeah, the, it's the tiny moment. She's Everybody else is kind of... Uh, who is it? It's Kane and Ash and Dallas are kind of figuring out what the next move's going to be, how far away the signal is. 
and so on. And she's she's across the room smoking a cigarette, looking like bummed out that they've had to be woken up and deal with this issue. And uh, and Dallas hands out the assignments of who's going to walk out to to the ship to the wreckage the derelict. And uh, he says her name, and she just does this gesture like, "Of course, of course." <laughs> Swell, she goes, doesn't <laughs> yeah, she? Yeah. Swell. Yep, she says swell, and I think that's the perfect, most relatable moment in, in the whole, maybe in the whole movie of any kind, but I like uh, that. definitely I, my favorite Lambert moment. I like that moment because she fills the frame, doesn't she? She's right up by the mm-hmm. camera. She gets this amazing, almost hero shot, just looking pissed off because she knows what Dallas is going to say. She knows that Kane is going to volunteer to be in the first party going out, you know? She's just like... Oh. And do you think they dis- do you think they decided to assign her to it because she's the navigator? So they figured that maybe she'd be the best person to have on the ground if they're going to make their way to this unknown destination and back. I, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, I, that I, makes I, sense. I would have thought so, yeah. yeah. She does absolutely nothing, <laughs> by the way, of navigation on the way there. Other I know. Than to say, I know. I know which way we should go is back. The way we. Yeah, were, we I came. like griping. Pretty much the she only. Gripes. <laughs> yeah, she gripes. She's. Yeah, I, I I think that's so interesting because this time I was really thinking about that that role as navigator, and of course you know with the famous scene where it's not our system, and she's like, I know that, as as they're looking at the screens. But this time, this time the death of Dallas affected me differently because as navigator, she's the one who's telling him where to go, and he's asking for help. Do yeah. I go up or down, backwards or forward? And she's like, get out of there. And she runs him right into the monster. And it's mm-hmm. like, and she knows it. Like, that's the thing I don't think I really cognized before, but she is blaming herself for Dallas's death for the rest of the movie. And that's, I think that contributes to the state of shock that she finds herself in. I think that's the point she really starts unraveling, isn't it? Well, when they're sitting in the at the end, when they decide to go grab all of the canisters, which I still don't exactly understand what those canisters are, but um, Parker has to almost lift her out of her seat and bring her along with him. Yeah, she's she's completely despondent when he does. Like she's spaced out, barely able to walk on her own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's never once Dallas says she's never again a non panicky person like she her face she's always got tears she's always got distress on her face from then on um so yeah i think it's safe to say that she probably does just take some blame or all the blame maybe she she does throw in with everybody when they discover that ash is a robot and they're fighting him i mean she's she kills him she's the one who blasts him with the with the with the shock yeah, she she saves parker's life doesn't she Mm -hmm. yeah and and by uh, association ripley yeah. Um, so yeah, she's responsible for uh, the whole franchise. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. She's not afraid to mix it up either. She no. throws herself right into that fight, which I really, I really I th- like I think that. that's yeah. I think that's more more realistic, isn't it? Because I think she's she's gone to pieces, but her natural survival instincts still kick in. Um, yeah, I, I think she is the most realistic, really, of the characters from that point of view. Um, but I think that's why I certainly, I, I mean, we've discussed this before that the Alien is a very British film. It's got British sensibilities as in whinge, whinge, whinge. <laughs> don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. That's a very, very British attitude. And then you come to Aliens and it's a very American attitude, I think, isn't it? Which is, yeah. we're going to go and sort this out. Yeah. Um, 
and I think that's that's where it appeals. And like I say, my one of my favourite characters, if not my favourite character, is Parker, because he is. I mean, we we meet Parker every day. Um, we work with Parker. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very very uh, very very British attitude. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Lambert. I say it's interesting that you say about the guilt that basically she caused Dallas's death, and you're you're right, yeah, because she's a useless person to have on the end of a phone telling you what to do. If if you if you look at it like that, she's the sort of person that she she would work great in tech support, wouldn't she? Because you'd call her up and she'd be going click 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 the right hand one, the right hand further right. Oh, it's yeah. on the right. It's <laughs> it's squarish. Click on that. Ah. Yeah, she she doesn't do a great job. Although to be fair, I think Dallas takes some blame because that is a really stupid plan. <laughs> she is supposed to be the navigator. We have to assume she knows her way around a star map and she knows how to, uh, you know, th- that's got to be the function she fills yeah, on that yeah. ship. So well, well she they, does. Yeah. I mean, when the, 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 when when they you know go up to the uh, uh, cockpit and that, she immediately knows that Earth's not there. She yeah. immediately spots it. She does know her job navigating-wise, I think. Yeah, I think these all these people are, are, are vaguely competent at their job, aren't they? They're not top-tier, but they all can do the job. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting, you're saying about the, why, why did why did they take her? Because um, I know in the in the novelization um, they mentioned that there's a, you know, one of the rules is three people off the ship, four have to stay on. And if you think about who Dallas could have taken with him, other than Ash, I think Ash should have gone because he's a science officer. He would presumably be a natural uh, choice mm-hmm. to take on that that mission, uh, unless there's some sort of ruling that says you need your science officer to monitor your suits and that from the ship. But yeah, then you could take uh, Parker or Brett because they're repairing the ship and they would be useless. And you can't take your second in command, Ripley. Um, so yeah, I suppose it, it has to be Lambert, really. I think isn't Kane the second well, he, command? Yeah, he's the executive officer, isn't he? You're right. Yeah, um, yeah. But he's the go-getter. He's the one that, yeah. that's whose idea it is to go. Well, he, yeah, and, he, he and there's always the yeah. there's always the conspiracy. You know, Ash's conspiracy with Mother and the and the company, or however you want to look at yeah. to, to keep in mind that. You wonder if Ash was even ordered to go, if he would have declined or figured yeah. out a way to talk his way out of it to make sure he's you, there to open that door because he knows they're bringing an organism in. Do you right? think like he, he doesn't know have, exactly how, but. Yeah. Do you think but, he would have pulled an Ernest Borgnine from the black hole and pretended to break his ankle? As they're going out of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah. You're pulling on an old memory there. I, I, <laughs> maybe. But, uh, uh, so I it never think, occurred you know, to me, though, John, do you think that he knew that? Did Ash know they were going to bring back the alien, or did that just sort of yeah, right. happen? I think well, so, yeah. How would he know? How would he know they were going to get close enough to get their face? How, how would he know? I mean, it, he it, knew that yeah. there was at least the possibility. They'll That's bring back the an egg or something. Well, in, yeah. in, the, in, in the novelization, and which was based on, I suppose, the original idea and script, the message, the warning message is frighteningly specific, isn't it? Um, so I think... Ash would have known that there's a fair chance that one of them is going to get face good. No, I think Ash knows they're going to come back because Kane's gone out because he's such an eager beaver. Yeah. You know, um, of course they're going to come back with it because Kane won't just turn around. Lambert says, let's get out of here, you know, when they see the, the jockey. Again, being eminently sensible. 
uh, but it's Cain that pushes them forward. But you've just made me think of a question. If um, Lambert hadn't gone out and Dallas hadn't gone out and Dallas stayed on the ship, stayed captain on, on his ship and that, and say Ash went in his place, and say Lambert went as well, but Ash went in, in Dallas's place, and the thing played out, Cain got face-hugged and they got back to the ship, would Dallas have let them in? What would Dallas have done? I think Dallas would have let them in. Do you think? Yeah. What I about so. you, John and Mitch? Hmm. I have a feeling he might have, yeah. I, I, yeah. Ripley He's wouldn't. a terrible captain, isn't he, Dallas? He is <laughs> he's awesome. not great. He's no. a great guy to hang out with, but yeah. he's probably not much. No, I'd, he's yeah, not a I'd, like, I'd like to have some beers with him, yeah. but I, I wouldn't want him sort of in he's charge. He's not a person of, of responsibility, yeah. is yeah, he? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, since you bring up the novelization, I guess it, this moves us to the other issue of the canon, uh, whether it's canon or retconning. But so all this business uh, that I guess is revealed in Aliens that um, that Lambert is trans, is that, and that now Lambert has been it, that has been canonically accepted as as a uh, an aspect of of uh, her character. You guys well, know about it, that? It, it, yeah, I mean it's it's on screen, so therefore you know, yeah. it, it, uh, it's it really is weird. canon. Yeah, yeah, it's re- it's really weird as well, and sort of how times have changed, isn't it? That 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 was presumably written in by James Cameron as a sort of futuristic, interesting point that mm-hmm. that uh, that she's trans, and now you watch it, and it's like, eh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's 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 a yeah. It, how 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 quickly the future comes around. Mm. And the and the idea is that she she transitioned at birth, I believe, like yeah. uh, or right after birth. So it isn't a, uh, a choice that 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 was made at some point yeah. in well, no, her life. Ian, but no, Ian was surmising uh, a week ago that uh, maybe in the future, you know, if the child comes out and it's not the gender you want, you can immediately switch then and there. Oh, interesting. I didn't even think yeah. about it that way. Because as far as I could tell, there's no explanation for why it happened. Other, it's just that it happened, and it happened right after she was born. Yeah. Well, that, so I mean, that could there, be it. You're right. Yeah. That could be. There it. is. There is stand. I mean, it, it, horrendous, but the standard practice certainly in the 70s and 80s. I mean, a lot of hermaphrodite children were surgically uh, altered to be one or the other because it was thought that they would have a, a, a better life mm-hmm. being male or female rather than hermaphrodite um, but I I, I I think because because it's including James Cameron's he's not uh, he's not an idiot I think it's included to, to hint that that there's choice at that point you can choose mm. you know mm. okay um, last week we talked as, as well as the scenes we see Lambert in we also talked about the deleted scenes with Lambert, yeah. are you two okay with the um, the slapping of Ripley? Would you like to have seen <laughs> that back in '79 in the '79 print? No, I've always been very adamant about not liking that scene, and uh, really any of the. I, I, I'm a hundred down the line pro theatrical cut person. I do not like the director's cut of Alien very much at all, and I really don't like that slap. It, it's it's comedically kind of bad to me like it, it it i don't know it doesn't it doesn't feel like in it's in its right place there and 
I really don't need more of that from Lane. I don't really need more like overt emotionality from her. We get plenty of that. I think it's fine the way it is, but the slapping her in the face is a little much, I think, especially because they don't really resolve it like that. I feel like that's one of those things. If you're going to raise like a, a moment of, uh, of violence, if you're going to like establish that at some point, their relationship needs to resolve in a different, in a different way. And I don't think if that happens. So I don't know. It just seems like it would have been superfluous. Yeah, I think that that whole, all of those extra scenes are the kind of things that might have happened in rehearsal and the things that maybe you need to talk about and talk through, but not one of them benefits the movie. They open up cans of worms that then are not addressed. And so I, I remember the talk about, maybe because it's in the novelization, is the is the whole scene where they find um, Dallas cocooned and it yeah, says, yeah, kill it. me. Is that in yeah. the novelization as well yes. as in the, yeah. okay. It's Cause I remember being conscious of it as a, you know, not long after the movie came out. So that must be, must be why, but yeah, none of it, none of it helps the movie as far as I'm concerned. What about the, um, have you ever slept with Ash line? Not fan of that either. I don't think that's what the movie's about. So no, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Okay. You John? No, I mean, I agree, because there's this overt sexuality uh, in the earlier drafts of, of the of the script, and had they gone with that on a consistent basis, like if we would have gotten the love scene with Ripley and Dallas, if we would have gotten more. Besides, there's the one line that implies that maybe something goes down sexually with the, with the cast, uh, crew members, but it's really a, kind of an offhanded joke. Without the consistency of it, I don't really want it to be part of the movie because, like Miss said, it's not, it's not what the movie's about then, and it just seems like, I don't know, it would be a head-scratcher moment. Yeah, instead you're, of, you're right as well. It also, it opens up a whole line of sort of questions that the movie doesn't address as to what is the, what is the nature, what is the attitude towards sexuality in this world. We don't need to know it. And no. I love the fact that Alien is so stripped back. We don't really need to know a lot. To, to understand the situations, but yeah, it, I, I've, it's always bothered me that that uh, added scene because it's like, what it, what is it implying? Because Ash, he, he he could be gay, he could be not interested in Lambert. She might not be. I don't know what Sigourney Weaver, what Ripley is uh, hoping to glean from that. Yeah, unless you set up that, like you say, sex is such an open thing in this society. You know that they're shagging all over the place, but and then that also I, brings up yeah. issues of like gender parity yeah. in terms of like why then was there would there be two women and five men? You know why wouldn't it have been balanced out or something between the genders if that was such an important yeah. thing? I don't know. It's, it seems like a it seems like just kind of a half baked idea that oh, thankfully oh, got yeah left and behind. Which, which well, poor crew member got sweaty breath? <laughs> <laughs> Ash, you know Ash gets bread. Tobacco and whiskey, don't you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the I think the specifics of the question is uh, to get beyond the sexuality. I mean, that's in that scene. She's uh, uh, supposed to be Ripley's supposed to be like building upon her suspicions of Ash, correct? So the reason she asked yep. the question, I believe, is to find out if. Uh, Lambert knows more about Ash than she does, and maybe we can piece together a case against him because she's starting to think something's oh, not right. So, do you why does do it have it, to be about sex? I don't know. Do you think she that if so? Let's imagine the scene as it could have been. So, do you think that 
Ripley says, did you ever sleep with Ash? If Lambert would have said yes, she'd have said, oh, any pillow talk? Did, <laughs> did he sound Something like a, effect, a fax yeah. modem at any point? Um, <laughs> I don't know if she's, yeah. suspi- she's suspicious of his age. I think the That's Android true. thing's completely out of left field. That's one of yeah. the great things about it. There's not even a... Sus- she just thinks that he's uh, not not being forthcoming. Yeah. So I think maybe she just wants to see what kind of what kind of guy is he? I really don't have never gotten a, he's always collating and never coming through with any answers. So the, yeah, the uh, other, yeah, the other problem too is that I think that it's maybe it's arguably a weak plot point, a lame leg on the table to have even the whole thing about I don't know who this guy was right before we left he got yeah. replaced and it's like how much t- to use John's phrase about hanging a lantern on something you know I don't know how much attention I want to call to that plot machination mm. because it's a little shaky to begin with you know it, go- it gets quite close there doesn't it yeah yeah and I'm, I'm glad you know it didn't go any further Ian and I we mention you know because we do the Blade Runner in character podcast as well and, and, and we very often say about how we're very grateful to your point, John, about the theatrical cuts, that so much isn't in the film and it doesn't need to be in the film. You know, we're, we're very grateful. I and mean, we, We've just talked about J.F. Sebastian for Blade Runner. And, you know, when Roy Batty says to Chu, where can we find this J.F. Sebastian? We cut to Daryl Hannah arriving at his apartment. We don't see a scene of Roy Batty explaining to you know, Pris, mm-hmm. what she's got to do. And I'm glad that in Alien we don't have Ripley trying to patch up, you know, her relationship with Lambert and Lambert apologising to Ripley for hitting her. It's not needed, is it? No. Movies no. do ellipses really well. And I think that, that if you talk to any filmmaker, they will tell you that the, that the revelations that come in the editing room are always the last thing they expected. The scene that they thought that they were going to have to go overboard to explain is suddenly absolutely unnecessary. And the thing that they thought everybody would get suddenly needs explaining. And so it's really interesting how movies can navigate these ellipses of information. I'm so glad in Alien, you know, when they come back with Kane's body and he's put in the infirmary, Dallas doesn't sit down with the rest of the crew and explain to them what they saw and encountered inside the derelict. I'm just so grateful for that because, again, it's not needed, is it? Right. Yeah. No. It's yeah. I, a, a lot of great films are made in the editing, aren't they? It's not. It's not what was originally. Well, Lambert's death definitely Lamb- is. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> yeah. Jaws. No kidding. Jaws is a classic, but it's a classic down to the editing. Um, I, I do. I absolutely salute and respect the director's edition for one thing and one thing only. It got a cinema re-release over here, um, mm. which I, I went and saw a few times and loved. So I do thank it for that. But I, I absolutely agree. I think last week I, I quite like the Lambert slap. I, I quite like that. And but I think that's the only scene that add, that is add something or is better than what they took out. Every other scene is worse. The transmission noise is worse. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fact that Kane pulls his gun uh, in the, the silo, it just, it's, it's, yeah. I got a feeling that Ridley Scott made a lot of changes to make changes. Um, and it, do, yeah, it does, doesn't improve the film, I don't think. No, well, I... so, some of the other, like, I think the the assembly cut of, of Alien Three definitely improves it. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm with John. Yeah, theatrical for Alien, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's and aliens. Just to tape it. <laughs> and <laughs> aliens, yes, of course, yes, yeah. Now, see, I, I prefer, I prefer the, uh, the extended cut of Aliens. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah. Not at all. I don't want to see the people on Hadley's Hope. I really, really don't. What, Mac McDonald from Red Dwarf? Oh, he was, he's awful. He's the worst <laughs> thing in that. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. Um, the, uh, the, the, the chest burster scene, okay. Um, I mean, you know, everyone goes on about, you know, Veronica getting the uh, the face full of blood and everything and what a shock it was and everything. And, of course, that's all, all hokum, isn't it? I mean, they knew exactly what was going to happen in that scene. It had been set up. They had already had a trial run, hadn't they? I don't well, I think, think she knew she was going to get hit with the blood in that particular take. Not I, that I, amount, I think. Right. Right. I think that's yeah, that's that that's the question. Those things are always. <laughs> I mean, you know full well, Eric. You know that these kind of things are, they're scientific to a point. Especially in the in the seventies, yeah. they're only scientific to a point. Like when you load up a you know pressurize something to spray something, it's not going to be the same every time, probably. And it's it's if if she's not authentically surprised at that, I I'd give her an Oscar. Uh, yeah, role. I think, she looks like she yeah. did not know that was coming. I think it's it's the amount, and probably it probably wasn't meant to hit her in the face. But yeah, th- there's this really weird notion that 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 seems that the a- average Joe public much prefers the idea that films are made up on the spot. Mm. You know, you get you get your 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 cast and crew, and the director just before the scene explains what to say and what's happening, and then film it. Hey, excellent, it's great, and it. Every time you see a film about like the the making of a film, this is what they go with this this <laughs> nonsense. Um, but and, but I think it's just a tale that gets taller in the telling, and we get this a lot in, especially the world of Doctor Who, because you've got a very limited amount of actors left from classic Who, so they they tell these tales over and over and over, and they you know they get slightly taller and taller. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I think she's definitely shocked by it. You can see that in the shot, but uh, yeah, they did this thing that no one knew that the chest burster scene would happen. Like it was filmed in one take. It's, it's yeah, it, it's very silly, but it's no, we, a, we've it's a seen belief, yeah. we've seen behind the scenes footage, right, of the table splitting apart, the guy getting yeah. under the table, and the t-shirt failing, so and all this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, bu- 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 Veronica Cartwright um, read for the role of Ripley, all right? And, and I don't know if this is an exaggeration and an embellishment, but um, she thought she had got the role of Ripley and only found out that it was Lambert when she went for the costume fitting. I don't know how true that is, but could you see Veronica Cartwright being Ripley in an alternative ver- version? I I'm never good at answering these. Of course not is my answer because Scorny Weaver is Ripley. There's just no I can't imagine things outside of the reality uh, when they're as iconic as this. You know, like it's just no way. And I also just not sure she could pull it. I I don't want to take anything away from Veronica Cartwright, but I can't remember seeing her in a role like Ripley. I, I I could be wrong. I mean, I haven't seen everything she's ever done, but. I think this is just uh, one of those cases yeah. where it's too iconic to imagine any other alternatives. 
but whenever these these questions arise of can you see someone else playing it the, the answer is yes because any actor can play any part I think the question should be can you see uh, Veronica Cartwright playing Sigourney Weaver's version of Ripley and the answer of course is no mm. um, but she would have played her own version and it would have changed in the playing and we, we possibly now might be discussing can, Sigourney Weaver originally went for the role of Ripley and they put her as Lambert could you see her playing Ripley mm, true uh, yeah true. I I think, I, I think she could. It'd be a different character, though. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can see her playing Ripley in Alien. I certainly can't see her playing Ripley in Aliens. I can't see Veronica Cartwright as Ripley in Aliens, the way Sigourney Weaver played her. That's, that's interesting to say, because that immediately makes me think about another John, James Cameron uh, uh, franchise. After you saw Terminator... Which you have said you could yeah. see Linda Hamilton playing True. Sarah yeah. Connor in Terminator 2. True. I don't know yeah. if yeah, I yeah, could yeah. say, yeah. Good point. And the other game I play in my head sometimes when this question questions like this come up is I automatically start to envision them in other roles by the actor. So could, can we see Veronica Cartwright in Ghostbusters with Bill Murray playing off of Bill Murray? Can we see her in Working Girl? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just like, I don't know why that game, that game kind of plays out in my head, like as if you. If you play their original iconic role, you also get their whole career, which is obviously right. ridiculous, but it's fun to think about. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver as Betty Grisham. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow, that would have been a different different look. Can you can you imagine if they'd have gone with originally as they went that Ripley was male? The end scene would have been different. I imagine. Yeah. I really. Yeah. I really don't know if we'd be talking about Alien I, yeah, if Ripley right, was yeah. male. No. I think it was such an amazing sleight of hand to have this unknown actress be- become the last one alive, you know, I mean, and become the hero of the piece. I just don't think anybody can actually, unless they were there, you know, and saw a movie where none of us recognized Sigourney Weaver. We had no idea who she was. And so we assumed she was going to be one more member of the cast that would get picked off. And then to find her be the end character was just amazing. It's very strange talking about Invasion of the Body Snatchers again, um, watching that again, that Veronica Cartwright is the last human in that film. Now, you know, with Jeff Goldblum being the superstar that he is and Donald Sutherland, the icon mm-hmm. of cinema and everything, but it's Veronica Cartwright who stays human till, until the very end of the film, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's odd to look back at now. Yeah. Um, John, you're a sports bod, aren't you? Hmm. Yeah. You like your sports. This bit of info's for you. I don't know if you know this, if you mentioned this on, on your show, but uh, Lambert was named after Jack Lambert. Well, here's how I found out that was true. I did. I recently found out that was true because um, maybe our, I don't know if you know Neil Brown from, uh, from the Gremlins podcast, no, Mogwai Minute, but he listens to your show and oh. told me that for the first time that Brett was named after my childhood idol, George Brett, from the Kansas City Royals, I and that's when I that went to research. Yeah, right, yeah. right. I, somehow I didn't know that, and so when I went to research that, I found out that almost all the characters are named after uh, sports figures. I, uh, I worry uh, now that we're an educational show, Eric, because we yes. make a lot of stuff up. Was Ash named after Arthur Ash? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I know that Dave Parker was the namesake for Parker. For Parker, yeah. I wonder the, if the, Arthur the, Ash the Pirates was... legend. 
Huh. I don't know. That's a good question. And Wait then, for uh, our Ash episode. Listen to our Ash episode, and you will find out. But Ripley was believe okay. it or not, right? That's yes. That, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. when I first saw the movie, the very first time I saw the movie at the end, when she goes, this is Ripley, and there's this big pause, <laughs> and I in my head just went, believe it or not, because that was on TV at the time, the Ripley Believe It or Not show. Oh, yeah. I, I always use that line, if you're like a conventional Forbidden Planet, and you pick up one of the Retro 7 Ripley figures that look nothing like her, I always hold it up to my <laughs> wife and go... That's Ripley, believe it or not. <laughs> nice. Well played, sir. Well played. Yeah, excellent. Um, oh, Veronica, she said that in her head, she's always thought that this was Lambert's last voyage. You know, this is why she's so down <laughs> one, in the film. One month from retirement. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. believe it's supposed to be her first voyage, actually. Well, she... she 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 says on the commentary she thinks it's her last voyage and when they get back to Earth that's it she quits. Huh? See, I read somewhere that this was her first. Maybe it was that the Nostromo is her only assignment she's ever had, but uh, she's gone out a couple of times. But I I read somewhere that it was she'd never served on any other ship. It might be so first on the Nostromo. The first. I mean that 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 James Cameron info dump that we get on the screen mm-hmm. in Aliens. It does give her, um, you know, navigator career, and it's this voyage isn't her first one. She has been on other okay. ships before, so it could be it's her first time on the Nostromo. Gotcha. Yeah, it's funny how James Cameron had the power, like when you to throw something on a screen and just dictate an entire character's existence, you know? Mm. Like, you could just say, whatever Veronica Cartwright thought isn't, isn't true anymore if James Cameron says something else, you know? Mm. It's, yeah. it's <laughs> always fascinating how much power you have. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, um, Lambert's death then, uh, as we say, very much <laughs> made up in the editing because they uh, really didn't have much to go with um, when they came to actually put it together, did they? No, they didn't. It's amazing that the last two people alive are both women. I think that's pretty interesting too. I don't know whether we talked about that or not because in my in my mind I always I always somehow thought that she died before Parker even after looking at it minute by minute. Um and uh but yeah, she's the last one and they have to use that shot of the tail going between Brett's legs mm. and they they use that and they get away with it because I never thought about it until I you know, until I think I saw the commentary or wherever it was that I learned that that was lifted from Brett's death. I never spotted... I mean, I've, I've, back in 79, I bought the Alien photo novel, and you've got a very clear shot of that, but I'd never spotted it, that that's actually Brett's legs. No. But, you, uh, you, you really have to notice what kind of shoes she's wearing yeah. to pick up on it. Well, they're cowboy um, boots, aren't they? She's wearing yeah. cowboy boots and cargo pants. And there's rain in that shot, too, or condensation, mm, yeah. as Ridley Scott would say. Uh, if you if you look carefully, you can see that too in that insert shot. Hmm. But I mean, we have what we have for her demise. But there are, were other versions, um, alternative versions. Can you see any of these uh, working? Um, in a very early draft, uh, she had her head twisted around and then pulled off by the alien. Right. What do you think what, of that one? Yeah. What was it with mm. the, uh, the the script writer that wanted to pull? women's heads off because that was Ripley's original demise as well wasn't it the yep. alien would pull her head off and then use it to talk into the the, the radio <laughs> wow I don't remember which draft was, what, that was a shoot at O'Bannon 
draft, I assume. Not it, before it does, Hill. Yeah, it does sound like a, a Dan O'Bannon, doesn't it? it yes, really the, does. it's just a little Schlock. closer to Dark Star yeah. than the Alien, yes. right? Yeah, uh, my, yeah my, no, I mean, I, I think it would have been silly, and the effect would have been tough to pull off. Yeah, yeah. My, my favorite Lambert proposed death was that she crawled into a cupboard and had a heart attack and died. <laughs> Like, wow! <laughs> ah, but imaginative guy. Just like the shark in Jaws in the book. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's ah, so depressing. You say that because I love Jaws. Jaws is one of my other favorite, favorite films. Um, and I remember reading the book of Jaws, getting to the end. It's like, uh, oh, oh, it's had a heart attack. Yeah, terrible. Wasn't it awful? Do sharks even have heart attacks? Oh, yeah. I don't. They do now. Um, I, I don't it, think you can top that that almost subliminal shot of the proboscis going into uh, Ash's head and there's that meat shot, you know? And mm-hmm. I remember seeing that one in the theater when it first came out and being like, you, it happened so fast and it was so shocking and it was so violent that you felt the impact, but you weren't sure what you had just yeah. seen. And in a way that, that raises the bar so that like, if you can't top that, you better just just start suggesting things because mm, yeah. that is an amazing, well, terrifying shot. And when I got the photo novel, that frame is in there. And it is, isn't it? It's quite, yeah. it's quite graphic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Cartwright, Cartwright, all the way up to the time she saw the movie was of the understanding that she got dragged into the air vents, right? Isn't yeah. that what yes. she says in that interview? Yeah. yeah. And and you know, I do think probably when they when they wrapped shooting, that was probably the idea. I, I, I yep. believe that. Uh, so, but you're right, Mitch. Like the, uh, how do you top the Parker death? Well, I think it's the. The suggestion, the, the suggestion that comes with the the yes. the two shots together, you get the tail coming up between the legs, and then they luckily had a little moment where she kind of hops in fear, like just that little hop. If you get what I mean, like obviously she's not really hopping up there; she's just kind of yeah. I don't know how to describe it, and it just fits so perfectly with the idea of a tail coming up between your legs that it's just so creepy and disturbing yes. that it does top it does it tops it and... with imagination it tops it yes. with yep. not yep. showing yes. it does. Yeah. yeah do you know about the connection between uh, Lambert's death and Perez's death in Alien Resurrection I don't even know who that is Perez hairy, hairy shoulders guy <laughs> the hairy bloke from Taxi that was completely miscast in Alien Resurrection. He don't played... even remember that. I, mo- I mean, I are you so talking, we're not talking about happened. Danny DeVito. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's very much like He's the Danny hairy DeVito. guy from Taxi. I, Christopher I Lloyd is in that DeVito movie? In Alien 5. <laughs> no, 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 Cheers. He's um, um, oh. Thingamajig's husband in Cheers. What am I t- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Blood Simple. Uh, That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Danny Hydea. That's Thank him. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you know how he's connected to Lambert in death uh, in in a death sense? Do they do they have a similar? I don't know. No, I don't well, remember Alien Resurrection well enough. Well, originally, or one of the drafts, because you know, there's been many versions of how Lambert was going to die. The ones we've discussed. There's one where Parker accidentally incinerates her with his flamethrower, <laughs> which, which wouldn't have been uh, uh, quite quite as good. Um, but no, I mean. Wh- in one version, there was going to be a, a a hole in the hole of the Nostromo, a pinhole, and she gets sucked out oh. through that, sucked out is, into space. Is it sucked out or blown out? I can never remember what Data told us in Next Gen. I think, yeah. We're back to Star Trek. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So, so in, in yeah, in one draft, she was going to be sucked out through a tiny hole, like old uh, Goldfinger in Goldfinger. Yeah, that's you what know? I thought of too, like a hot knife through butter. That bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was dropped because of time and you know budget restraints. It was resurrected for Alien Resurrection, and that's how Perez was going to die. But um, the director decided, no, that's too spectacular. We'll do that for the newborn at the very end. Yeah. So when that newborn gets sucked out through that tiny little hole at the end, that basically is Lambert's death from 79 or a proposed death. I don't even remember anything getting sucked out of anything. And that's how badly I I have erased that movie from my head. So, John, we need to watch that movie together Uh and do a one-hour just I'm to sorry, do a John. little one-hour show. <laughs> what, okay. No, no, that's do, okay. Yeah. What we could do if we all wanted to suffer <laughs> is we could do a, a, a four-way uh, commentary while watching it. <laughs> oh I don't God. know. I, the yeah. last time I tried to watch that movie, it, it seemed... I don't know. We, we don't it's have to shit. It, just, it was it so bad, I couldn't even go. I couldn't even yeah. move forward with it the, after about 15, 20 minutes or so. The only what? good thing about, you know, us featuring that when we do Alien in character is immediately after it, the next time yeah. we do a recording, it we're back to Alien and we start again with Alien. Right. So, yeah, that's, oh, that's the good. only good thing. Yeah. Which uh, franchise do you think had the worst f- fourth film? Was it Alien, Jaws or Superman? Oof. Oh, wow. Boy. I don't I don't think Alien is worse than Superman or Alien Resurrections is worse than Superman. Superman is pretty oh, bad. Oh, and Star Wars too. Star Wars is like, ugh, oh, oh, yes, because the, the fourth film would be the Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Well, that's better oh, than God. some of the other ones, in my yeah. opinion. But um, that's why Thunderball is great. See? This is number yeah, four. and this is why you should <laughs> always stick with Star Trek. Star Trek <laughs> Ford Voyage Home, brilliant. You'll enjoy that. True. True. Yeah. true. Of course, true. arguably the third in a trilogy, though. Yes, so yep, that's true. Even though technically it's not, it arguably is. Yeah. Um, and then Star Trek V, awful. <laughs> so I've got right back to that Star again. Trek V. Oh, get out of here. Oh, I have a little I bit have. of one, too. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of respect what? for Shatner <laughs> and what he tried to do. And, yeah. I, I, tried is the operative try, Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a car <laughs> crash of a movie. But I do have a bit. I think there's more heart in that than there is in... in really any of the next gen Trek movies okay. but then I like Star Trek the motion picture the best Perhaps I... well I love Star Trek the motion picture but it's oh, another well it's it's a whole other thing yes it's it, I don't consider it as part of the other movie franchise it's, I'm trying it's to th- isolated and then they start over again I'm trying to think of other fourth movies yeah and most of the yeah. time they really are played out i mean like, uh, like the matt helm indiana movies jones. are bad but the fourth one's bad oh indiana jones the fourth yeah. one's terrible yeah oh, just God, think yeah. about that what else yeah. what else what yeah yeah now you got me thinking about i mean mitch and i have done this you know eric eric knows that we've done this series of podcasts called the quadfecta where mm-hmm. we try to find four four movies by a director it's not necessarily about a franchise but it's very difficult to for even the great directors to get four movies in a row yeah that are that are top notch you know so same goes with franchises it seems it's very difficult yeah well I I think it's like certainly for the same for the same person it's very difficult it's like a novelist isn't it you got the the first novel is a work of love and they get it published and then the second one is the leftover ideas from that work of love so it's usually okay and then the third one is like you do it for the cash and the fourth one is always 
you've run out of ideas. And I think film's possibly the same. Mm. But that uh, four test is good for albums because there's a lot of great, yes, a lot of great fourth albums. Because the first one they just are kind of figuring it out. Second one they hit a little bit of stride. Third one they probably have some hits, and then the fourth one is like, the, and then the fifth one is terrible because it's like yeah. four great ones with records. You know, uh, Batman and Robin, another fourth one. I just oh, thought of. Yes. Oh, throw that one just nice. to keep to keep proving the point. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's get back on track and talk Veronica, yes. shall we? Let's talk about Veronica Cartwright, who I'm stunned. I didn't know this. She's a Brit. Is she? I didn't know that. Born in Bristol, yeah. right? Really? Yeah, yeah, born in Bristol. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Um, which then also means her sister Angela is a Brit, and. Um, Mitch, you're about the same age as me and Ian. John's the whippersnapper here. Very old. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll know Angela um, from Lost in Space. Absolutely from Lost in Space. Yes, definitely. But she's British. Isn't that (laughs) wild? They're both British. Both of them. Huh. Yeah, they're born in... They grew up in in Canada. Yeah, Ontario and Los Angeles, it says. Yeah. Um, And... Um, Veronica here. She was born on exactly the same day and year as Jessica Lang. Did you know that? No. So they had a little birthday party on the bird set. Oh, no. Sorry, that's Jessica Lang. That's Jessica Tandy. (laughs) Jessica Tandy, a little young for the birds. I I pictured the wrong person. Yeah, yeah. What's her her birthday? What's Veronica's birthday? Oh, I don't know what the birthday is. Oh, because I was looking. I'm looking at Wikipedia, and I'm having trouble actually finding the actual birthday. I can see... Uh, April 20th. She just had her birthday. April 20th. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we should have called her. Nice. We should have. She would talk to us. I saw her at a convention once and she was so nice. She Did you speak to her? She was just lovely. Um, I, just, I just waved at her and I listened to her talking to somebody else. She was, You know who she was sitting next to? She was sitting next to um, Carla Lemley, who was like 250 no, years yeah. old. I mean, she would, Carla Lemley was, it was, and Carla Lemley was just right out there, just like, you know, working, working the fans. Well, she she was, was sharp as a penny, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, right till the end. Amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. like I say, I can't, I can't remember what I had for dinner, let alone, you know, 70 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Blimey. Blimey. Um, so yeah, Veronica, ton of stuff, ton of yeah. stuff, you know, um, Alfred Hitchcock presents, there's a connection. Uh, which went on um, a lot of shows Ian and I don't know but we've heard of Leave It to Beaver we never seen it we never, never had that over here no. we definitely had Dr. Kildare yep. and, and Mannix did we have Mod Squad do you remember Mod Squad Ian? I, I know of Mod Squad from the Aurora model kit but I've never seen it I don't think it made it over here there was an Aurora was model kit of the Mod Squad of all three of them uh, yeah, and it was the, the. It might have been an AMT, but the, yeah, it was the car. Actually, I think it was. Oh, it was the car. Okay. Yeah, the I was car. like, what? I a Peggy th- Lipton model? Yeah, <laughs> it's <been> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was in uh, Dragnet as well. Um, yeah, we had that. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch, you, you mentioned it earlier. Betty Grissom in The Right Stuff. I remember her in that. Um, but uh, yeah, Miami Vice, LA Law. I don't remember her in Speed. I was just going to say. Because, unfortunately, just to get behind the scenes, I picked up my phone and started looking at things about her. She, I think she's the woman that's pushing the uh, uh, grocery cart full of junk that gets hit by the bus. Or the, no. Sorry, the, the, uh, the, the pram, as you would call it over there in England. Yeah. So you think a baby's about to get hit by the bus. I think that's, yeah. that might be her. I no. don't know. I'm trying to figure what, it out. What, a minor She's credited as that? bag lady. Yep. No. Oh, 
that's what I'm saying. It's uh, well, I'm she might have done out. it. She might have done it as a, a favor for the director or something. I mean, because it's that's not a like a cameo. cameo. <laughs> well, it's oh, not we, like a career tank to that point. Oh, it would else. it would take it would take less than a day to shoot yeah. her part of it because she certainly wasn't the actual person in the stunt shot, you know. So. Uh, just it's just her like shaking her fists at the bus. Who knows? Who knows why? I mean, we're talking about invasion of the body snatchers. What's Robert Duvall doing on that swing set? Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. You know, sometimes people just do Isn't stuff that great? like that. Oh, that is so great! I, I love that shot. It's I, I love the invasion of the body snatchers remake so it's much. It's such a good movie. I it just gets me every time. It, it, it's aged so well as. Uh, unlike yeah, I mean, the Witches yeah. of Eastwick, which I recently watched, and and for, she's in that, you know, she's kind of the yeah. bad, the the villain of the piece, so to speak, and a really thankless role, and she just, uh, you know, she gives it her all, but it's just yeah. that movie is such a mess. I bet the effects in that are dated because that was early CGI, wasn't it? Um, towards the end, I seem to recall. Yeah, I think so. They they aren't very good. It was, but I think ILM did. ILM did some mats and stuff for it as well. Mm. But, yeah, it's kind of a mess. Yeah. Talking about effects and invasion of the body snatchers, that dog at the end, oh. that's that's still freaky <laughs> now. Uh, well, yeah, I have boxers, too. And so it really freaks me. I'm on my third or fourth boxer, and I see that weird human boxer creature. Yeah, Mitch's dog terrifying. looks just like that guy. <laughs> it's true. It's you should see what happens when I play a banjo. It's amazing. <laughs> A question for you, John and Mitch, because me and Ian won't know this, but um, Veronica was in something called Inside the Osmonds, right? Ooh. Where she... <laughs> <laughs> sounds, in sounds which one? Gynecological. <laughs> yes. But she played Olive Osmond. Who's Olive Osmond? Do you know? I have no idea. Was that a cartoon? Was it a cartoon? The Osmonds, like Johnny and Marie? It's It's got to be a, a sister of the Osmonds, was... You don't know an Olive Osmond. Oh, it's Osmond. a TV movie about the Osmonds. Yeah, but who was Olive so, Osmond? Was that somebody famous? She's got to be fictional. Oh, the Osmond family. No, no, hold on. It's a big family. The Osmond family. Yeah. It was a huge, are a huge family. family. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So there's lots of members, and they had. Didn't they have a. a uh, she was, before the Donnie and Marie. She, I think she was one of the. Craziness. That, she was the parent. Yeah. I think oh, uh, she's George, the mum. George and Olive, Bruce McGill and right. Veronica Cartwright. <laughs> Bruce McGill is Bruce, Wait, Bruce McGill. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of want to see that. <laughs> I'm going on YouTube straight after oh this. Oh my I, god! I want to see this. It, every Lord. time somebody talks about one of these crazy TV movies, I'm like, I got to see it, and I get about ten minutes. Yeah, I tried that with the, the monkeys one the other day. <laughs> you I get the idea. Oh, I tried that. Oh no, the monkeys TV movie was unwatchable. Uh, no. Even though the Bob Rafelson scenes were pretty funny, that just seems <laughs> complete, complete terror. But anyway. Yeah, I All right, so as is usual on uh, Ian and I's shows, uh, we talk about the genre tally of the actor. All right, and Veronica's got quite a healthy 46 genre appearances. Let's see if uh, um, who out of the four of us have seen the most Veronica uh, things, all right? So are you ready? This is going to yes. be difficult, the first one, um, because I don't know the episode, but she was in an episode of One Step Beyond. I've never seen any of them, so I didn't I see did not yeah. see that one. I haven't seen very many of those. I've seen a couple I of them. I don't know what that is at all. It was, it was a, a, it was a Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone knockoff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. To us, oh. one, one step beyond. Whenever I hear that, it's just madness. It's it? a madness so, song. Ma- I was yeah. going to ask yeah. if it was the madness, like a failed madness sitcom. Ian and yeah. I said the same thing at the same time. What do you guys in England? Do you say? 
do you say jinx or squeegee or do you say anything when two people <laughs> say the same thing at the same time? Snap is what snap. Oh, you say. Yeah. Snap. Okay, oh. very good. Yeah. Excellent. Well, you say do you jinx have to buy or a soft drink? Jin- jinx or squeegee are the two that I I always knew. Uh, jinx. That's, to... Uh, t- to me, that's uh, Scooby Doo. Yes. Jinx. <laughs> that's Jinkies. Oh, is that Jinkies? Jinkies. Oh, right. Jinx yeah. is in James Bond. Jinx is. Uh, and here you oh, have oh, to yeah. purchase a Coke for someone if they say yeah. that you have to purchase them oh, a Coke no, faster no, than you do. No, there's no forfeit. You just say snap. Well, you, that's because you guys don't have penalties the way that we do in America. Yeah, we always have like, to. Everything's punitive here. There must here. be a penalty. <laughs> Life's a penalty enough over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're miserable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so ne- next appearance, The Twilight Zone, back in 1962, called I Sing the Body Electric. Yes. I'm sure I have seen I probably that. have. Yeah, this is staple viewing when, when well, I was a kid. This is the blurb for it. See if this rings any bells. A recent widower needing loving care for his three young children orders a cybernetic grandmother. Oh. I mm-hmm. think that rings a bell, yeah. And then yeah, it I've says, while two of the children accept her, one of his daughters fiercely rejects her with near tragic consequences. So, who reckons they've seen it then? I've it, seen that. I've, I've definitely seen it. Mitch, yeah. John, Ian, have you seen it? I think so, yeah. All right. Okay. Ooh, that's a Bradbury script. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. Okay, good, cool. Good, good. Right. So, next we got the birds. I guess that's all four of us. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. Just tick them down. You did down. say the birds and not the burbs. Not the burbs. Oh, no. Uh, then, yep, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 78 yep. one. John, yep. I take it you've Yeah, you've seen it, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, many times, yeah. Okay. All right. Then, oh, Alien. So, tick us all down there. Um, Nightmares, a horror anthology. No. 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 I saw it, but I don't remember anything about it. But you did see it. I did see it, yeah. I remember when it came out. So you have seen it, so you get a tick then. Okay. Uh, Witches of Eastwick, I take it all four of us have seen that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, Hitler's Daughter. Am I the only one that thinks Jack Nicholson is vastly overrated? It depends uh, on yes. depends on which Jack Nicholson you're talking about. Cause yeah, it depends on the so era. Many of them. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, Hitler's daughter. Anyone? Uh, it does sound like the sort of rubbish I would watch, but no, I don't think so. No, I really. Did she feel play sad. the titular role? <laughs> I. She might well have. Um. It. It says Hitler's daughter wants to occupy the White House. She might just do it unless Poland the wasn't enough for that family. <laughs> she might just do it unless the ineffectual Nazi hunters and their latest recruit can figure out who the heck she is. Hang on, doesn't America have a rule that you've got to be American to be the president? You, you've got to wa- watch that to find out yeah, how that. I happened. might watch that. That sounds, that sounds really trash. Comedic Nazi hunters, just what we need. Yeah, yeah. That's the a 1990 time, yeah. TV movie uh, with Melody Anderson. Oh wow! Okay. So wow. that's that's a no from everyone. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I bet Veronica Cartwright hasn't even watched that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a feeling Veronica Cartwright, much like Vernon Wells, um, yes. need, needs to sack her agent because <laughs> the next one is Mirror Mirror Two Raven Dance. 
Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I was so impressed by Mirror Mirror One. <laughs> no, I've no idea. What's the what's the synopsis? No. On that? Um, the discovery of a demon mirror sets off a bizarre series of deadly accidents when a young girl and her brother are caught in an intricate web of evil and deceit. Those bloody evil mirrors! Yeah. Oh, I, I bought one from IKEA the other week. Just smash them, smash it, oh. Ian. Not well, like, I look it. in it. It's so evil. I look in it, and what looks back is this old man. <laughs> A distorting oh, quite mirror. A cast. Yeah. <laughs> quite a cast here. You got Roddy McDowell, Sarah Kellerman, and uh, William Sanderson. Okay. Mark Ruffalo, apparently. Wow. Blimey. He must have been pretty young in that one. Okay. Mm, yeah. All right. Uh, next, Candyman. Yeah. Yes. It was Farewell right. to yeah. the Flash, She's... the sequel. Candyman 2. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yep. Yeah, oh, Candyman oh, 2. Oh, yeah. the no. I the haven't no. seen Candyman 2, though. You, Mitch? Yes, I have. Okay. All right. Um, now, what about American Gothic? Did any of you watch American Gothic? She was in that once. I vaguely is. Is that the one with the town sheriff that's the devil? Is that the one I'm thinking? Of? There's so many of those sort of yes. uh, series, wasn't there? Um, the Nightcrawler guy. Can't think yeah, of I know who you, yeah, mean. Um, you know what I mean. Oh, what's his name? Wow, com- space. created by Sean Cassidy and Sam Raimi. Wow. I totally missed this show. Yeah, this is that's the Sam Raimi era. Everybody's doing, doing a lot of syn- syndicated shows. Oh, Gary so. Cole is in it. That's it, Gary, Gary Cole. Cole. That's who I was that's trying to think of. Yeah. Like I like that you called him the Nightcaller guy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows about Nightcaller anymore, but everybody would think of him as the office space guy. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna need yeah. those on our desk. Yeah, yeah. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson early an early version of of uh, of American Horror Story. Yeah. I thought you were saying an early version of Sarah Paulson. Well, it was. Well, well, it was. It technically, Te- yes. Technically, yes. Technically, but it, yes. <laughs> since she's in every episode of uh, American Horror Story, yeah, I yeah. think, right? It's kind of a precursor right. for her. Okay, next up we've got Sliders, the TV yeah, show yeah, Sliders. I used, like I used to watch some Sliders, yeah. Okay, we'll put you down for a tick. What yeah, about you, you, Mitch? Give me a no on that. I've only seen a couple of episodes and I don't remember okay. her being in it. Okay, and John. I don't remember if I saw her episode. Or right. not. I'll give you a tick. So episodes. you having that tick, John? You've caught up with Mitch. You, you two are in the lead at the moment. Okay. Oh boy. Then we've got Ian. Will know this. Uh, the X Files. She was in it four times as Cassandra Spender. Oh, mm-hmm. I do vaguely remember her being in that. Her, married to the Smoking yeah. Man. Yes, that was it. Okay, that's so that's a yes to you and you, Mitch, and you, yeah. John. Yeah. Yes. I think I watched that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tick myself. Right here we go. Sack the agent time. The last man on planet Earth. No. Is that no. a TV series or a cause TV movie. movie? TV movie. Are you ready for the blurb? Go on. In a world, you need that voice, don't you? In a world <laughs> ruled and populated only by women, a young female scientist creates a male human being genetically enhanced to refrain from violence. She shouldn't have bothered. No. I take it that's a no from everybody. No. no I don't, that sounds... That's got to be a comedy, isn't it? <laughs> no, I, I, sadly no. not. No. Uh, scary <laughs> Movie 2. Well was in it. John <laughs> yeah. Scary Movie 2, anyone? Yes. Scary mo- yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. Ian no, yes, I have John. not seen Scary Movie 2. No. Okay. Ian, you're catching up now then. Um, and then Invasion. Oh, yes, that's the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. No, uh, no, no, no. This is a TV show called Invasion, oh. not The Invasion. Oh, is that the BBC one? No, no, no. it's American. 
It says, in the aftermath of a hurricane, a Florida park ranger and his family deal with strange occurrences, and she was in it five times. No. No? Another show, so, pro- yeah. another show produced by Sean Cassidy, so they must be mates. Okay. okay. Mitch, did you see it, though? I did not, no. John? No. Presumably, though, after a hurricane, dealing with strange things, that that's a given, isn't it? Yeah, it's not normal after a hurricane. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Oh, my shed is now on top of my roof. That's not normal. <laughs> That's what the show's about. It's like yeah. just finding weird How stuff we in weird places. Yeah. <laughs> That's thrilling, that is, isn't it? All right, yep. Yeah, Ian, you just mentioned it. The Invasion. The Nicole yes, Kidman yeah. and Daniel Craig. Well, it's so, it is Invasion of the Body It's Invasion of the Body Yeah, I saw that. It was... It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was passable. Yeah. Okay. John, did you see it? For Daniel Craig, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I um, think I've seen all the incarnations of Invasion yeah. of Body Snatchers. Sad, what do you sadly, think I of think Body I'm Snatchers? The film Body Snatchers. The one, uh, the, uh, the I can't think of the director. The one with Boris Karloff? No, 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 no. Oh, that's the, a good um, film. Oh, no, the one from the 90s. The, um... Is it the one like on the Abel, for, Abel Ferreira. Abel Ferreira. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah, yes, I like yeah. that one. In the military. The yeah, only problem the is, is like, yeah. uh, like you're going to have um, a challenge to free thinking in the military. It's like, that's where you're yeah. setting it. Mm. So and then what they, about the they, faculty? They Do we count that? People, don't they? Yeah, they want people. Oh, yes, you should count yeah. the faculty. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Faculty as well, you're right, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, um, next, Eastwick. The TV show. I no, didn't no. even know they had a TV show of Eastwick. Yeah, is well, it like played Bun Waverly is... eleven times? Wow, that's amazing. Is that going to be a yeah, Netflix? Never heard of this. Okay, could be. All right. Okay, we'll move on from that to Neo Wolf. Neo Wolf. <laughs> New Wolf. <laughs> no. <laughs> what does Neo Wolf sound to you? The name Neo Wolf. What? what yeah, let's guess the plot. Um, I reckon it's Neo going to be... meaning wolf. Yeah. Neo meaning new wolf. <laughs> Neo meaning, meaning wolf. new wolf. It's going to be they've invented <laughs> some sort of new weapon system, be it a helicopter or a robot. Oh or something, yeah. And it's gone on. It's gone on the loose. I reckon. Yeah, like Blue Thunder meets <laughs> yeah. Airwolf. Yeah. 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 No, completely wrong. Oh, okay. Anyone else want to take a stab? <laughs> Is it a woman gets a <laughs> I mean, new I'm wolf at the... after the last one died? <laughs> no. Shall okay. I tell you? Go on. <laughs> Two college lovers face an ancient evil when a strange rock band comes to town. <laughs> and the band's, the band's called oh, Neowolf. Ne- of course they are. <laughs> That's sillier than our suggestions. <laughs> All right. Uh, insight. Do we know what insight is? No, it doesn't ring a bell. Um, insight, Caitlin, an emergency room nurse who is tending to a young stabbing victim, is accidentally electrocuted by the defibrillator that is used in an effort to save the woman's life. Almost immediately, Caitlin starts to experience the victim's memories. Yeah. That doesn't, doesn't <laughs> what year was that? Oh, my God. Ooh, I haven't got a date. Okay. I haven't got a date. Okay. Um, the town that dreaded sundown. How about oh, yeah. that? Yeah. She's in Have you remake. seen that, Ian? A remake. Oh, is it a remake? I've seen the original. Yeah. Was, I was looking at it in CEX today, actually. She was in the remake. I didn't oh, see the no, remake. No, I haven't seen the remake. 2014. Was was the original called The, the Town, town that, that Dreaded yeah. Sounds? Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, sort of late 70s, sort of. Yeah, it might have been a little bit earlier. Okay. 
So, who's seen the remake with her in no. it then? No. no. Didn't no. even know there was one. Didn't know there was one. That's all a note. She needs okay. to get a better agent, don't you? She, she does. It, it's the Vernon Wells thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, what about... She's getting a lot of work, actually, yeah, she, still, yeah, she, to this day. I, I would, she's well, working on TV yeah. a lot. Yeah. She's yes. making her money. I, I think she's probably fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about The Dark Below? The Dark yeah. Below. The Dark Below. Want to hazard a guess, Ian? What's Is The that, Dark Below about? I don't, wasn't there a, there was a film recently about uh, a group of people... A mirroring was uh, that was something below, wasn't it? It might be an evil below, and it was like really stupid, big budget film uh, where there's a whole group of of people in an experimental science station, and no. they they mirror the people above no. in every action. It's no. really stupid. No, oh well. No, no. Did you make that up? Yeah. Was it? No, no. That's was it? That's an actual film. It's he awful. dreamt that. Yeah. <laughs> are you describing Ian? Are you describing us? Sounds a little bit like Us, the Jordan Peele movie, uh, where everybody's I, living underground and they're all different versions of themselves, right? Like, uh, no, this, this, this is really stupid because it it turns out that whatever movements the person above, so what happens above, so <laughs> below, I think it was called, oh, something like that. There really. was an above, so below, as above, so below. Yes. As above, so below. It was yeah. terrible, yeah. The, it was so stupid. <laughs> Because presumably it means that there's somebody sat 30 foot below me with a cat on their lap just talking into a, a make-believe microphone. <laughs> Upside down? Upside down, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> with a, yeah. Mm. Okay, well, no, this one is a woman struggles for survival beneath a frozen lake while a serial killer stalks her from the surface. <laughs> oh, that's bad luck, isn't it? <laughs> Wait, how long is she lake? under the... Yeah. How is oh, she alive she under to... the frozen lake? She's got a Please wetsuit wet on and she's going from one airlock to the next, I guess. Oh, I see. While a, a serial oh, killer is waiting. All right. I think, I think most serial killers wouldn't put that much effort in. Uh-uh. They'd go and find another victim. Too much work. Yeah, too much work. Far too much effort. Uh, something I've never heard about. Um, but uh... <laughs> You've heard of some of these others. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um... Um, Lost in Space, the epilogue. Do you know what this is? I'm presuming it's some sort of documentary, is it? Or... No, no, no. It's a short on the Blu-ray release of Lost in oh, Space. Right. And it's a short written by Bill Mummy. And it concludes the series by returning the Jupiter crew to Earth. And, um, no, yeah, didn't yeah, know that. yeah, yeah, Veronica plays uh, um, Maureen. That's weird. Hmm. Who plays Guy Williams? Uh, a plank of wood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that she plays Maureen. Okay. Fair dues. I might have to look that up, actually. Yeah, it's on the Blu-ray. Um, There's a robot in it, because that's the important thing. That's all has we anyone, want. Has anyone been watching the um, the remake series? I, I, I can't get into it. That's not yeah. lost in space, you know. Um, Supernatural. Anyone watch Supernatural? Uh, I've never I've watched, watched any Supernatural. I never watched it, but I no. knew she was on it. Ian, have you seen it? I, I've seen some of it. I don't remember her being on it. I gave up about two seasons in. Well, if you've seen two seasons, I, there, there might be a chance you've seen it. Back, I gave up. Well, I'll give you a tick. All right. Okay. What about The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Oh, I've not watched it. Um, because oh. Salem the Cat isn't in it, so stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, now, where you, 
draw the line there. I do. I, that's just that's just messing with canon, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it says it's based on the Archie comic. Yeah. It is. So, it's really dark, though. I, yes, I, I've seen a couple of episodes, and oh, I, don't, I don't know why I didn't go back to it because it was kind of, it was pretty scary. That's the daughter for Mad Men. Is there a talking pussy? Right? That's yeah. the lead? Pussy. Mitch, is that right? Yeah. Yes to you and no to Ian. Oh. I do not oh, believe God. it does. I love Salem. He was great. <laughs> I thought he was going to say talking pussy then. Well, um, so do I give a tick for the chilling adventures of Sabrina to anyone? No, because I, I can't imagine remember seeing her in it. So no. I only saw a couple of apps. John, no. Mitch would have kept watching. Yeah, no, I didn't. I never watched Ian, it. Ian, no. Yeah, no, definitely. Not. Okay. What about Limbo? What, the dance? <laughs> that, that would be a film, wouldn't it? You know? We all done the limbo, yes. Yeah. I'm sure we all have. No, it says a murderer finds himself on trial in hell, caught between a bitter prosecutor and an inexperienced defense attorney. Is hell going to be concerned much with guilt and innocence? Surely once you're in hell. You're in it. Yeah. 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 Okay, Defrost, the virtual <laughs> series. No, I've, I've never heard of it. Is that after the serial killer and the lake incident? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> yeah, and then finally, the last genre thing she's done to date is The Field. The Field. Oh, uh, no, I'm thinking of um, Three Men in a Field, the no. Reese Shearsmith one. No, this is uh, a, no. a long, empty farmstead holds secret worlds accidentally unlocked by an amateur photographer and, and his wife. You can picture that, though, can't you? You can, in your mind, you can play that film through. Yeah, don't need to see it. All right, with that, then uh, that's our genre tally done, and our champion, the person who's seen uh, Lambert the most, is John. John, you get a uh, something or other for winning that. Okay. Oh, cool! Can't wait to get it. I'll send you my address. Okay. All right. Uh, what do we do next? We next talk about merchandise when we talk about our characters, and Lambert has had a number of things. There's an Eagle Moss figure. There is the most brilliant NECA figure. Have you guys seen the NECA figure where you've got a, an action figure of Lambert with alternate heads? No, it sounds awful. I've never seen it, no. No, 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 Google it. Google Lambert NECA figure because her alternate head is her crying and being hysterical. So you have a regular head <laughs> oh, I and see a hysterical head. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like... It was. It wasn't really her face. It was somebody else's face. I no, get it. No. Okay. No, no, no. I want one. Have you got one, Ian? I want one. Uh, I haven't. No. Is it? Is it her face in the spacesuit? Yes. Worried. Yes. <laughs> that's not. That's not. I mean, it's a weird likeness, but she looks more like she's just soiled herself. I don't know what. <laughs> she might. She's good she, she might have soiled herself. <laughs> you know, in the yeah, derelict. Yeah. 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 Well, your thigh pads um, process feces, don't they, June? Yeah, let's hope. Yeah, 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 let's hope. (laughs) All right, okay, this is the big bit we get to now. We've got to uh, vote out of ten on Lambert, um, with ten being your favourite ever character, you know, from the Alien series of films. And you can have more than one having that top ten, uh, five being average, zero being the worst that you can yeah. think of. Z- right. Zero being Perez from Alien. <laughs> <laughs> so far, he is by far our lowest. Yes. Yeah. So, um, anyone like to go first? Shall I go first? Yeah, you go first. Yeah. 
Okay, um, Lambert's not my, my favourite character in Alien. She's my second favourite with Parker, okay? And so Parker, because I can't give both of them a 10 because my favourite is just slightly ahead. Um, so I'm giving her the same as I gave uh, Parker, so that's 9.7 I am giving Lambert, okay? Who's next? Ah, I didn't know well, we were doing point. Points. You can do points. You can wow. do anything you like. Okay. All right. Go, John. Well, <laughs> Ripley. Ripley's a ten. She's my ten. Right. Like I would leave her alone. Nobody else is a ten. Yeah. Um. And I like Lambert a lot. I wouldn't put her as my second favorite in this. I, I like Parker. I actually like Parker and Brett. Probably a little bit better. They're one the character. Duo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um. <laughs> And it's hard to argue with Ash, too. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I think I would put her at, like, I want to say, like, a 7.8. 7.8. So okay. she's she's up there, but, I mean, all these characters are going to be above a 5. I mean, none of the characters in Alien are When you're talking Alien, means. absolutely. Yeah. 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 No yeah. duffers yeah. there at all. No, no. Okay, thank you, John. Who's next? I, I will Go give her a George. solid 9. A 9. A solid 9, yeah. Wait, what? how is it? Okay, that's weird because I thought I spent like a whole year talking you into liking. Lambert. I have, I know, <laughs> and you got rated like way higher than me. I have been completely converted to 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 Lambert. I have, I have. You taught me so much, John. Uh, See, now yeah, I yeah. feel bad about my my lower number. You can change it. Comparison. You can change it. It's okay. It's okay. I, I think I think it's fine where it's at. Okay. All right, Ian. It's um, down to you. So uh, I, I'm giving her an 8.5. Um, I, I really enjoy her character, but she's not one of my favorite favorites. But yeah, 8.5. 8. Okay. 8. All right. Now you got to work. I, 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 I'm sure that there are other characters that would be more fun to hang out with, maybe. Yeah. But in terms of her significance to the movie, and when I was playing this game of like, if I took her out, what would yeah. Alien be like? I think Alien could survive without Brett and Parker. But I don't think it could survive without what Lambert brings to the mix. I think it it, it could probably survive without Brett Parker, but would you want it? It wouldn't would be as good. No, it wouldn't be as no, good. But no, no. Okay. Well, I think, with, I think that. Sorry, sorry. I, I was going to say I think that shows though that just just how special Alien is that all of these characters are great. There's there's no duffers. Every one of them. Yeah. yeah and and that's where you get to aliens. And there's a lot more characters in Aliens that are kind of yeah. like half-baked. Yeah. Might have mm. been great if, you know. But, yeah, this um, Alien is a magnificent movie because mm. all the characters are fascinating. Mm. It is, yeah. It's the perfect organism. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well that's said. not bad for a Saturday night, Ian. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. It's late for us as well, isn't it? It's late Past for our us. bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we got to go and put our nipple tape on to get into bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a mental image for everyone. Okay, with, with those four scores, if I add yep. them together and divide by four, we get an average, which gives Lambert an average of 8.75. Oh, All right. That's fair. Very good. Which, which puts her in third place. Just slightly above her, with a nine, we've got Brett. And in first place, still, and has been for quite a while, with 9.85, we've got Parker. Okay. Okay. Very good. We're, we're a bit biased, <laughs> aren't we, on Alien? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but in fourth place, we've got Ferro. 
Okay, yeah. so That's... our first non-alien character. We haven't really done because the trouble is with Alien, they're all big characters. Yeah, Even Jonesy, they're all big characters, so you can't do an incidental with the other films. We haven't really done a big character in in Aliens yet. Not yet. No, yeah. no, no, no. We don't want to shoot our load too early, do we? <laughs> no, so definitely not. No. All right, well, that's us nearly done. I mean, we're clocking in almost uh, at an hour and a half tonight. Yeah, and, it's a record. Wednesday. Yeah, and we've had, uh, it was over an hour of, wa- of waffle last week. So, yeah, this is going to be a mammoth, mm-hmm. like, two and a half hour episode. So, just wrapping things up here, I'll just say next time on this show, we're off to Aliens. And uh, for, for once, we're going to move away from the Colonial Marines, and we're going to look at Gorman. Okay. Okay. Isn't he a Colonial Marine? I've never ever thought of him as a colonial marine. He might wear He's the badge, but He's an officer. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, before we go, John and Mitch, um, would you like to tell the folks anywhere that we can find you, etc., etc.? Um. Yeah. I mean, I do a I do a Star Trek podcast uh, with some friends of mine called ABCDTOS. So anybody who's listening that uh, enjoys the Star Trek, the original series, we have uh, gone through those. Every episode, we're almost done, uh, going through every episode in alphabetical order. Oh, wow. So as to not go crazy in the last third of the, sh- <laughs> the series by having to cover all season three episodes. But yeah, we, uh, we're we almost done, and uh, if you want to check that out, and we're wherever you know podcasts are found, ABCDTOS. Cool. And check out Alien Minute, and you never know, there, there may be some new things showing up on the feed this year, so... Uh, well, I'll put all the links up on Facebook okay. when this episode comes out. Great. Okay? That's great. Thank you. Okay, chaps. Well, thanks for tonight. Thanks for uh, um, giving us the uh, our, our um, you know counterpart view of Lambert. I think we're all in agreement um, on Lambert, aren't we? Um, we are. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. Well, that's why we had you on, you know, because I knew that you were uh, admirers of the uh, the character. So, yeah, thank you very much. It was no, great. Been, Thanks for having us. It's great seeing right. you. Great Family meeting you, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> it's been really nice to meet you. I'm going to check out your uh, your Star Trek podcasts and ABN in per minute. Definitely. Great. Yeah. And I'm we'll, now I'm I'm thinking what what's John's favorite toss episode? I'm now going to oh, worry about probably that. Balance of Terror. Good one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, listen to that one. That's a really good one. I, I tomorrow, John, when I walk you into town. You and the other one isn't. No, 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 no. That, that, they're all great. They're all great. Okay. Tomorrow, John, I'm walking into town. I'm listening to your uh, Spectre of the Gun. That's that, that's where I'm oh, up to okay. at the moment. So, uh, yeah. Not as good an episode, but no, yeah. It's fun, though. It's, it's fun. I like that one. Mm. That was a good episode. Ooh, that was a good show. That's good tonight. I mean, we started with Star Trek. We're ending with Star Trek. So Very good. As yeah. it should be. Yep. As it should. Yep. <laughs> okay. Everything begins and ends with that's Star right. Trek. That's right. Nicely All said. Right. All right. Cheers, Jabs. Right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye-bye. Thank Bye. you. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>